0: Hey, what's up? Editing McCoy here. Um, Damn, we have really hit a nice cadence for releases as I edit this podcast on a Sunday. And I just reflect on the fact that it's the holidays and how thankful we are that you guys are kind about that as I incept that into your mind. So thank you very much. Uh, we're doing our best. And uh, so, though, I'm actually here for not that reason. Um, I'm here because... I never checked my phone during the podcast, but I really wish I had because right at the end of the Pale Beyond episode two that we just, this one you're about to hear, um, I pick up my phone and I realized that during that podcast, long time friend of the podcast and friend, uh, Keenan had actually sent me a text that he was just listening to the first Pale Beyond episode and listening to like the YouTube sort of backtrack at the same time. And he said, bro, bro, you're going to have to jump in with editing McCoy to, to mention this to people, but also I actually want to do it for you. So he sent me an, uh, a message, and he said he's got the Eddie McCoy thing on, on lock. So I'm just going to play that for you. We're going to see how it goes down. Um, all righty. Let's see how this works. Oh, hey, uh, McCoy here. Yeah, I uh, just wanted to say, uh, or I apologize, because my friend sent in this epic text about uh, this episode. Uh, but I don't check my phone because uh, I'm dedicated to the fans. So I missed it. But, I you know, so I'm sorry. But he said... Um, listening to chill beats to freeze to and driving to the sunset, like so cool. Such vibes.
1: We'll do a clap sync phase two in three, two, one. And then for the listeners at home, we are also doing chill beats to freeze to like we mentioned last week. So if you want to listen along to that YouTube video, as you listen to this podcast, we're going to click the play button in three, two, one, click.
0: And if you want a really different experience, listen to that one modern warfare like, new theme, <laughs> <slow to move laughs> it. like the
2: battlefield theme on repeat which <laughs> side note um i was driving to work this morning and i was like why am i feeling so fucking amped and i realized that i had the battlefield five theme on just on repeat for my entire commute yeah, and i was like <laughs> i got to work and i was like i am ready to fucking go
3: that's fucking awesome okay that's okay fucked okay. up those kids <laughs> you
2: know. jesus christ yeah <laughs> you
3: just beat him up one by one
2: no nah, man they weren't there today
0: fair enough listen before we start this okay we're, we're not gonna restart but i am gonna turn off the lights okay so just give me one second okay yeah
2: do you want us to stop all conversation no
0: no keep going you all know, right know, people fill but it won't be very long i think
1: we right? need to like set the scene for how at least how most of us are probably doing this because again it's it's the chill vibes. We're listening to chill beats to freeze to right now. So we've got our From teas. From
3: Cellular Studios.
4: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, exactly. We've got our tea. I've got a blanket. There's rain softly falling outside. I've got just a little light in the corner that gives off this orangey glow throughout the room.
3: Oh, nice.
1: It's cozy. It's a cozy aesthetic. Yes. Yeah.
3: I've, yeah, I've got some tea. I've got a tea. heated
1: blanket.
2: We're rolling. Oh.
3: Nice. I got some pajamas on.
2: Mm. Fuck yeah!
3: Yeah, what are you wearing, James? <laughs>
2: <laughs> Let's go through and see what I we're wanna wearing. I want to talk tonight. about
3: it. I mean, oh we God. could go through it if you really what want. But a tease! I got some super comfy um, wool slippers on. Whoa! Um, I got you know some PJs, a nice hoodie that's about five sizes too big for me. Wait, James. They make hoodies that are too big for you. Yes, Somewhere. sir. Well, yeah. <laughs> I guess that makes sense, huh? Maybe not just five like... sizes, but it's you know it's you know the like boyfriend hoodie thing. It's like that. Yes. But. But it's not six <laughs> foot me... two tall man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. James, y- if if someone bought bar- like if a
0: normal human being, female sized like person borrowed mm-hmm. a sweatshirt of yours, they would literally. Tread it by stepping on the ground. Yeah, so I'm <laughs> pretty
2: sure it would yeah. fall to my ankles. Yeah, we could wear it as a a full length dress. Yeah,
0: yeah, <laughs> which is kind of fire, but like, whoa! You'd be like, no, not the nice one. You can't tread that one in the mud. Like, oh yeah, like no, hike it up a little, <laughs> would you? <Floppy>. Show <laughs> <Yeah>. some ankle. <laughs>
3: yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Show some ankle. It's so good. So yeah, we're here. James for... is back though. Yeah, yeah. yeah James is
2: back. Hey, welcome back. <laughs>
3: Thank congratulations you. on your Body. resurrection i appreciate
0: that mm-hmm. it was actually really yeah. interesting in order to get james back we had to go on a mission with gabe and we lost him <laughs> um,
2: but gabe will be back next week
0: yeah we'll reload don't worry um, but at least so far <laughs> we've got james yeah we realized that like we were supposed to fire the musket shot a little earlier uh,
3: um, not into <laughs> gabe's <pardon>. back
0: <laughs> whoops that is the worst <laughs> way to fucking die
3: um dude that
0: just reminds me, this is not even relevant or useful at all, but Great. when I was in fucking, I don't know, sixth grade maybe, I like wrote this poem. We were writing like like letters from the trenches from mm. a war. And it was like, I wrote this poem about like the sadness of like two brothers that went out to war together and like the happiness that they felt when they were going to go like you know conquer the world or like protect their country or whatever and like the sadness that they felt when one of the brothers like freaked out and deserted and started running and he's like like he knows that he needs to like you can't you have to kill deserters mm. like and that's what we had read about we had read about like the killing of deserters and how, how just devastating that was psychologically for the soldiers because it's like that's mm-hmm. your bro like yeah. it's fucking nightmare and so i wrote this poem about it and i just was like i wrote it the day before or the the morning of like i was like oh shit i forgot my homework assignment and i just wrote it and i was like this is actually really fucking good for some reason i don't know where this inspiration is coming from and i remember we had a substitute teacher that day who had just come back from fucking like afghanistan oh no and he was like he was like this poem was fucking intense it's like-, <laughs> like jesus <laughs> christ bro and i was like yeah do you like it and he was like I do like it, but what the hell? And then he was also like just reflecting on the fact that his one day as a substitute teacher was just reading war poems. Yeah, <laughs> <He's> just like
2: <laughs> fuck super me, super like, unfortunate day for that sub. Like,
0: how did this happen? Um, but yeah, man. So I just wanted to share that. Now it's not really important, mm. but hey,
3: that's a good memo.
0: Thank you. Yeah, it's nice. It's a nice warm neuron firing there. Mm. Um, <laughs> I actually wanted before we talk about this game we've got some housekeeping to do um the first piece is actually less housekeeping and it's actually more of i actually have heard about this studio bellular studios (laughs) i apparently haven't heard how to pronounce their fucking name but i think it's cellular uh, but with a b (laughs) bellular damn but the reason why is because actually I had seen one, I think it's two developers. I don't know it's super well, but I know that there's one main developer who is sort of the face. And I say this because I had heard of this game before, but I couldn't place where, the pale beyond. I've heard of this, why? And the reason is because I'd actually seen a couple of this uh, developer's YouTube videos that have been sort of going viral uh, around YouTube for a couple months now, because this developer, I think in some ways to sort of try to jump some viral uh, sort of response to the game, but also in his own way to sort of launch his sort of forward-facing, let's communicate from the developer side sort of channel, has been talking about a lot of developer issues. Like he was uh, specifically uh, reacted to a number of times, his videos reacted to a number of times on the Unity price changes like that Mm -hmm. whole like Mm -hmm. insane thing that went down so this guy his video was like the one that asmongold reacts with you know two million views or whatever um and he was saying like you know he was he would just basically gave a really really solid outline of like how developers are thinking about the payment models and how this is changing their perspective and how this is making them feel uncomfortable and 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 all of that and then at one point he just goes, like, yeah, and our game, like the Pale Beyond. And so that's where I had seen it from. Hmm. Um and I just like didn't it took me two weeks to make that connection. Um, until I and I'd seen his face before. I'm like, why do I know this developer's face? And so that's why. It's just like sort of some weird, like, side viral connection um to that. So I don't know. But it was just interesting. That yeah, he's got videos on that and a couple other things. I wonder if it's on their main channel i'm trying to i think i'm not sure if it is but anyways yeah so just something to consider oh yeah i think so either way um (laughs) it's just it's just an interesting concept of just like there's a new studio and they're trying to sort of figure out ways to sort of launch themselves and Mm -hmm. it's like a interesting uh concept and yeah
1: Well, and especially since, I mean, in that particular instance with the Unity changes and whatnot, like, that really does affect small studios, most Mm -hmm. likely like Bellular, that have one game, small indie company, and how they'll operate in the future and whatnot.
0: You know, it's interesting, like, Unity was trying to not make it affect small developers. It's very interesting, like, I've studied their changes a lot, and it's they were trying to not affect small developers because they were actually trying to target free-to-play, freemium-style games Mm -hmm. because, okay, this is such an interesting concept. Not that I'm an expert on this, so please, like, if you want better quality news, (laughs) um, go somewhere else. But it's just that I was just watching some videos on it, and it was, like, talking about how, okay, so Unity did a really bad job communicating this, but what did they do? They changed their pay model to say that when a game is downloaded on an account for the first time, or maybe on a computer device for the first time or whatever, there was some sort of uh, rule around this, then it charges the developer for that. And, and technically that's so the thing they didn't communicate well about this, but it's above a certain threshold that they were trying to keep above small developers. So in other words, small developers wouldn't pay this big studios would pay this. That was their dream um, in these changes. But the reason why is because apparently their engine when it's used to make a game it they can give you the engine and you can have the engine be part of your game and that itself can be downloaded from steam. No problem. No like nothing like that's just a normal steam. So steam servers are the ones that are taking the cost for that. But in this particular case they have a connection piece that connects to like a network server that has to do one more thing that is apparently relevant for the engine. So then in that case, this download now costs Steam a little bit of money, and it now costs them, Unity, a little bit of money. And so their thought boss around this was basically like, okay, as people download this game, it's just running our servers. And that's important for the engine, but it is like incurring us at costs. So what we're going to do Well, so, and so the problem is the games that you imagine that are free, that millions of people download with the expectation that only a couple people or even thousand people buy anything, the sort of more like whale approach or whatever else you want to discuss in this regard. And so basically the idea is if you don't charge people at all, then. They could download. They could make this game free, and a hundred million people could download it, which would just run Unity dry of resources. And then the developer could make all the money because they didn't get charged for any of the downloads. They only got charged for the in-game purchases. Well, so they only made money on the in-game purchases. And so they were trying to deal with this problem of like these free games with microtransactions that are like that are just like super predatory in the way that they're trying to just get on your phone or get on your PC because Mm -hmm. of that reason. So they communicated this really horribly (laughs) (laughs) and developers were like, go fuck yourself because they not only made this change like on the fly without anybody's really, you know, insight, but they also made it retroactive, which is wild. So they just started sending bills to people. Like, hey, man, thanks for that game. Like, that, bro, that game is, like, done. Like, we already did the books. Like, in an accounting context, that is closed. Like, what are you talking about? And, um, yeah, and so basically they just talked a lot about how people just realize that, like, with this, with the way that a company can just do that, can just change the terms right underneath your foot. It's, like, how can you trust that foundation? Yeah. So, Yeah.
3: That's, i just wanted to add that sorry go ahead no it's i mean that's terrifying you know it's like you have a successful game like 10 years ago you stopped making money on it but like people still download it every once in a while just to play it again or whatever right or they download it on their phone or something like that and Here then all of a sudden Steam you start sale. you start incurring costs from that yeah right and so this was the Pale Beyond, I believe, the example he
0: used, if I'm, if I'm not mixing my developers up, where he was saying something along the lines of, like, he went on free for Epic Games mm-hmm. to try to get the game out there to the most people possible. And he was like, if I had known that I was going to be retroactively charged for that, that's going to charge me more than... Than you would make. Than I would make for the whole game. Yeah. Because when, it goes, when you go free on Epic... Like, you are no longer a small developer in terms of the download size. Like, it just shoots you into the other stratosphere. That's your strategy, Mm -hmm. is to be shot into the other strategy. you, You take the monetary hit right now in hopes for eyeballs and respect for the people who play your game. But if you were to get charged for that, then it would cripple you. But the thing you have to understand is that this is what Unity is saying, too. They're saying that marketing strategy where you get launched in the stratosphere, but you make no money...
3: For eyeballs Yeah. Unity can't afford that strategy.
0: Yeah, that's running us dry. <clears throat> and in fact, yeah. what we're, we're sort of and so this is sort of the delicate balance of all this because Unity did not have a cohesive voice in this regard, and their communications were horrible. And their back edits and fucking like, we're not making any changes to this at this time. And then like a week later they're like, We are. Um it was very company, and it was very bad. But you have to understand this is what they're trying to communicate that they're not doing a good job of. Whereas like the community is very good at hearing developers. Developers are much better at speaking and are much better at speaking their mind and had legitimate concerns. But for example, there are other people that get insane costs when these things happen. Epic. If you're gets downloaded for free a gajillion times. They take that cost, but they're Epic and they have Fortnite money. And specifically this is their strategy. So they're totally okay with this. It gets people to their store. Steam takes this cost when you download a game a million times from Steam. But the thing is, Steam has factored that into the cost of the game. Yeah. They believe when you buy the game, you can download it a bunch of times, and they've mathed it out for how many you probably will, and they accept that cost. But these were just blind costs that we as the community did not really understand. And so to put that, when it was on Epic's doorstep, you know, the distributor, that makes sense. And they didn't complain about it, and it was all good. But when it became the developer's problem, especially in flight, like you've already budgeted the whole game, you've already hired the team, you've projected approximately how much you'd sell. That was what I think just really like destroyed all the goodwill is like we've we literally just like there were people going like we made 98% of our game right now and we're just fucked now. So like we're going to make get on a different engine now. Like we're just going to literally port it. Yeah, it Would
2: was, a, there's a studio, there's like <clears throat> a, big, a big indie studio that did that, um,
1: uh, Cult, Cult of the Lamb, um, uh, Monster Games.
2: Oh yeah, mm. and Slay the Spire, the people who made Slay the Spire, yeah, <laughs> apparently they, their secret new game was Megacrit. almost done.
3: And they, they, um, they released like their little two week game jam game for free mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. that they made using um, Godot or Godot. Not really sure what, how to pronounce it. It's it's, uh, made by the same people who uh, did uh, Wonder Woman. Huh.
2: Well that's a a joke right
3: there. Oh, now Uh, I get it. You know with the deafening
2: (laughs) silence that it really landed.
3: I get it now.
0: (sighs) Listen, just because you guys couldn't get it fast enough.
1: I'm just floored because you're not one for puns. Mm -hmm. What the fuck? Or pop culture, really.
0: Yeah, I don't think I'm one for for much of this. I agree. It was a bit out of character. Yeah, he never does this at home. Um, <laughs> See,
2: now that's a McCoy joke.
0: Yeah, I hear.
3: you. All
2: right, but let's let James finish his thought now.
3: Okay. Um, they, I mean, they made this little game. I played it. Uh, it's cool, um, but it's it's very basic, I guess. It's a fun little like card game auto-battler. It's very difficult to understand what's going on. Hmm. <clears throat> Could you use a couple more weeks in the oven there. Yeah, but like, you know, they they spent two weeks on it. It's really good for a two-week game, but then again, it's mega-crit. Yeah, um, dude. And, uh, yeah. I mean, it's a, a cool idea for just, like, getting practice on a new engine, right?
4: Yeah, um,
3: right. This... Whole discussion reminds me of uh hearing about the the economics of online multiplayer services. Sure, because um, games that that are online um, need to basically pay for like Amazon Web Services or yeah. mm-hmm. um, like uh, the Azure Cloud or or one of the yeah Google those one, et cetera, uh, yeah. systems um and those are incredibly expensive for um running servers for multiplayer games hmm. um i mean like per user it's not that much money but you have to pay it every month right and so yeah. <clears throat> um Th- that's kind of why they're like all of these games have like microtransactions and um like battle passes and all these recurring costs and it's because it's not to like bleed you dry it's to make sure that the company can continue to justify keeping the game online mm-hmm. and running um yeah and like there's uh there's a a game that came out, I don't know, a couple months ago, that's like a battlefield style game, but like you, it, it all looks kind of like basic Minecraft characters. Oh yeah, battle, uh, B- battle uh-huh. bits. I yeah, believe. yeah, yeah. Battle bit, and it just costs twenty five bucks, right? And it it mm-hmm. went hugely viral when it came mm-hmm. out. Um, and I I heard a conversation where uh, that was saying like if they keep if they g- keep like 50% of their audience for six months, they're going to go broke. Hmm. Um,
2: Which is such a crazy concept because, like, that's what they want is to right. have a huge audience. But then.
3: Yeah. But they they've aren't like, they've promised that. no microtransactions. They promise no, like, recurring payments. And it's like, so, so how do you keep your game online?
4: <laughs> yeah. And, and, right.
3: and you add to this, right? Like, I mean, we
0: we watch like SkillUp's fucking weekly gaming digest mm-hmm. and it's like every fucking week he just talks about live service games that aren't even that old getting turned down uh turned yeah. off yeah off yeah for this well, reason
4: and it yeah makes well sense. everyone's
2: so mad about it because, and i get like i mean look it hasn't ever happened to me cuz i don't really play live service games but like i can get if you spend 60 bucks on a game or 25 bucks on a game and you can't play it after a certain point like i understand why that sucks as a consumer yeah. At the same time, like games that are bad, games that flop, games that don't make their money anymore. Like, I mean, yeah. you can't really expect companies to keep them up, yeah. Um, if it's just costing it's, them money and no one's right. playing it.
0: Well, that's that's the thing, right? Like, you know, people. <sighs> I try really hard to like elevate my kindness, I guess, when it comes to like the business side of games because like it's it's i remember when i was fucking in sixth grade and i was listening to podcasts from ign and it was the first time i'd ever heard about video games and it was the first time that obviously everyone was pro-consumer because we're all consumers
3: Mm -hmm. like period
0: like by default obviously if you're fucking us over that's a problem um but then it was the first era of like but developers are cool people too and they're just trying to make cool games for us like mm. they you should try to protect them so then it became okay consumers are cool developers are cool companies are bad management mm-hmm. is bad like do you know what i mean it's like that's just this constant narrative of like management's the reasons why this game fucked up and in a lot of instances it can be true mm-hmm. um but it's just i try to keep some empathy out there because it's like yeah like if if they make this game and it's just literally burning a fucking black hole in their finances like they can't keep it on and it's like it's it's really interesting to me because like people will say things like like i think of um i i know a lot of people over the years that have always been like you know like they'll say like for example they played league right it's like they played league for a thousand games not even a thousand hours or maybe maybe more or five three thousand i don't know we played a lot of league back in the day and they're like i never bought a skin and i'm like that's cool in a way that you got away with that but to be fair like that is such an unfair proposition to the developers and the company who made this game that you love you played three thousand hours of this game and you paid for none of their artists none of their game designers none of their servers You gave zero Mm -hmm. fucks about the human beings on the other side of the equation. Okay. Like, it's just an interesting way of looking at it. It's like, you did make out, like, abandoned, but... And and maybe you could consider yourself, hopefully, that you made off the coattails of a whale, and perhaps you did, but it's just... It's like, you know what I mean? It's like a lot. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think that mindset Mm -hmm. is ultimately, like, what we're talking about here. It's the free
3: rider problem, yeah.
0: Yeah, it's like, we deserve these things. I think right. it's sort of the baseline of consumer behavior is like, we deserve this. We bought this game. We deserve it. And I can totally understand from a game preservation standpoint, especially damn, like we'll probably go back. I, I hope in time and play another cool like series, you know, like mm-hmm. fucking Bioshock. If I, we couldn't play Bioshock anymore. That would fucking suck. Um, But like a multiplayer game with servers that doesn't work anymore. Like, it just makes a lot of sense to me. Mm-hmm. The the thing that we're getting into trouble with though is the mixing of these two where it's single player games that that are
4: online only. That are yeah. online
0: only. That's where it gets really hairy where it's like not like payday. People were making this out like it was payday cuz everyone's been just eviscerating payday 3 for like months now cuz the launch was so terrible and no one could play and everyone's like I bought this game and I can't play it. And it's like, okay, um, I love how the music's getting stressful. Mm-hmm. I bought this game. I bought this bank. <laughs> and then what happened? Um, it's like, I couldn't play the game. Oh my God, were you mad? Did you write a forum post? Did you say this was unacceptable <laughs> on Reddit? Because I'm sure that was going to work. Um, but like that game has a single player component. It's true, but is designed to be played with your friends online. Like it makes sense for the most part that it would be an online game. But I'm talking about like, there are a number of games where, like, you just turn them on now and they just don't work. Mm-hmm. And there is a single-player game. And it's because the DLC store that they put in the game doesn't work anymore. And so it just throws this huge error right in front of the screen. You can't get past it. And, like, that stuff, I think, like, breaks the heart. But mm-hmm. it's just a complicated ecosystem. I guess that's what I'm trying to say. I'm ranting a little bit. But it's just a complicated mm-hmm. ecosystem. And I just i am trying to bring empathy to, like servers cost money to run like these things cost cost money and and there's a there's a balance between money and goodwill you know it's like you want to believe ea is going to go back when we were playing mass effect that trilogy before they had remastered it you're like bro you are leaving your pc games in dire position for such a famous series like i want to believe it's worth the money for your reputation to go back and fix this stuff but companies feel diff differently, I guess, or I don't know. Mm-hmm. So yeah. it's a complicated thing. Yeah.
1: Yeah, it's it's definitely I feel like a delicate balance. Well, and, and so it's like I, I would. It's like yeah, it's a, de- a delicate balance between like keeping these like, I guess like transactions in their game to help keep their servers running how often those sorts of things launch versus how well they like continue to stabilize their game or fix bugs or whatnot Hmm. um like from what i've seen it's at least at the like slightly it's becoming like an issue in astroneer at the moment as far as i'm aware Hmm. um i know like astroneer does like come out with content updates but there's like a lot of multiplayer bugs that happen that have just existed at this point for years hmm. um where like brandon and i will try to play and basically whenever i exit a, a shuttle i die <laughs> like Ooh. it the game just kills me um that does seem problematic and i've looked up forums and everything and it's been an issue for years but like they keep on you know releasing new like skins that you can pay for and new emotes you can use and you know new stuff and they need to do that obviously like we've just said to you know keep their game going but at the same time it's like you also need to like give a little as well in terms of like seriously looking into these issues that at this point have persisted for for years Mm -hmm. with seemingly no fix
0: that's so weird right like because if you were making astroneer there's no way you just like leave that in the game right like out of pride like mm-hmm. literally just your name is well, on right because it's a
1: it's it's a small studio and it, like there's a lot of heart that has gone into that game so you begin to wonder like okay is like the team that is now on this as like the og people move on to their next project you know the team that has to you know that sticks behind to you know work on this game occasionally like what is being done about that per se like or or are they going to just let it crumble into the ether and then eventually close the servers like that's the other question
0: yeah i wonder if it's actually a clash between different software development styles like because i was talking to a friend of ours that works at google we have a couple and he was saying like well when you work on things like this big and that they're this mobile i guess in the way the technology shifts it's like there will always be problems forever And it's, like, games aren't really like that. Like, Astroneer isn't really like that. Like, it could be, like, not that problem. And it would be, like, better. And there's probably a state that it could exist in that would be, like, done. Mm
4: -hmm.
0: For the most part. I mean, maybe it's not perfect, but honestly, maybe it is. And it's, like, weird, I think, Mm -hmm. for us to just, like, experience games that, like, just don't exist in that perfect state. Like, it just feels weird. Like, guys, you got it so close, but you just didn't, like, finish... You didn't even cross the finish Can line. I
2: get I mean I I think the sense that I get from listening to everyone talk about this type of thing is that like the the I don't know the lay of the land or the that's a better word for that, but that it's just becoming increasingly complex to balance the equation that is making games and making money off of them especially with things like because so many people do want multiplayer games but they need to balance the server costs need to have things to pay for that and if you want to do updates and like it just seems like it's you know and maybe it's also there are more i don't know if it's more small developers but there are like these smaller developers who are trying to figure out how to like walk that edge and balance the equations that they actually make money and survive off of their games um and like I kind, I mean, I wonder if they, if you, they do hit a point with a game like Astroneer, that it's not a big studio. I don't know how many games they've had out before. I mean, there may come a point where they go, okay, like we just have to release this thing because we need revenue. Like we can't keep doing this. Like we've taken out second mortgages. Like we are, or like we just can't pay ourselves anymore. Like we have to now release this game as it is because we don't have more time to put into fixing these bugs. And then, kind of like Zoe always saying, like, there's, I would imagine, like, business decisions of, like, okay, like, we need to raise money to be able to do this, and we don't have the resources right now to put into fixing something. Um, not to, like, really shoehorn this into it, but, like, it reminds me a little bit of games like The Pale Beyond, where, like, you're trying to make these decisions that balance, like, you have to balance equations that are really difficult to balance. And I think, mm-hmm. I mean, Unity is trying to do that in their own way in a, you know, awful corporate, really, really poorly handled way where, like, morale hits absolute zero.
0: CEO gets um, cut. Fucking people are leaving your engine. Like,
2: they're, they were not successful. They did not beat the game. But everyone's trying to balance these, like, increasingly complicated equations with all the different things you have to take into account, that you have to pay for and use yeah. And I just think it, It I mean, it, I don't, I basically, I don't envy small developers. It sounds really hard to do.
0: Yeah. And, and it's just like in, in the unity case, it's like, it's an ecosystem. So they make their change to protect themselves. We, and some people make the argument to make a ton more money. Okay. You can have that conversation and that always could exist. But like, if we just imagine the ecosystem, it's like they make their change to protect themselves, but then that change Changes everyone else's equation, and if it breaks a bunch of other people's equation, then they're pissed, and then that potentially could go back and break Unity's original equation. And so it's right. such like a very delicate interval. Well, it's a ripple
2: effect, and like I mean that I don't know what Astroneer was made in, but if Astroneer was made in Unity, like all of a sudden they were already struggling with trying to perfectly balance everything, and now you add in one more piece, and like fuck, like now we can never fix this game. It's like only skins from here on out because we have to pay for the Unity bill
0: the thing is it's so weird for astroneer doesn't it feel weird because it's like doesn't that feel like a game that's loved doesn't it feel (laughs) like it just you want yeah
1: but like it still has a very big community around it right but and i think as a result you just get a lot of just very frustrated or just like yeah you just get a lot of frustrated people who are just like who then begin to look at a small studio that has a lot of heart like um like those that made Astroneer. I'm blanking on the studio's name at the moment. But like people start getting really jaded with like, well, obviously they don't they don't care about us gamers cuz but they keep on
2: releasing skins. So, you know, it's just another cash grab. And I'm They're just probably like, die. That's but like I also think like what does love mean to those gamers? Like I, I is one of those like indie games that I'm going to look if you love Astroneer like I don't mean to call you out, but like I think that probably dry, draws kind of like a an odd crowd and i don't know that it's the crowd that buys a lot of stuff like i wonder how many skins they buy i wonder what people think of that or if they just think it should be the game they bought and they put their money and now they're playing it and it's why we have to purchase anything else and like, so i wonder it was kind of like you were talking about with league mccoy like there are people who just buy the games and don't buy anything else but that's kind of not the model that game developers need us to engage in right now. It feels like a lot of them need us to buy stuff down the road, too. And if your that's community your doesn't do that, like, if you don't have a community that is doing that, that's used to doing that or that wants to engage with that,
0: mm-hmm.
2: like, you're kind of stuck.
0: And so maybe, like...
2: I mean, I think I think Astroneer also has...
1: Maybe, like, there, there's another layer to Astroneer in that you're already paying money to get the game, right?
4: Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. So it's, it's, I guess, not in that free-to-play model, per se, um, but because they have servers, it's like, not only do you have to purchase the game, but then, I mean, it's not stuff that you need to purchase to, you know, keep playing the game, but... It clearly is something that the studio like needs and values to keep their servers running on top of the $30 price
2: tag.
0: Yeah. And this is just like a weird equation for a game like that. It Because the the multiplayer component feels like it should be free. Mm -hmm. And I think in some other models, and I don't know what Astronaut is using in particular, but like you used to in a lot of games and still sometimes be able to host on someone's computer which would basically mean like if the two of you were playing one of your two computers is the server and playing the game at the same time so
1: right well and that is their model there well they I mean I guess they have two different you can like the way that Brandon and I play I guess like it is hosted on one of our computers
0: so then that should reduce but, their cost a lot is what I'm trying to say a lot
1: right Mm -hmm. yeah and but then they also have more of the general community servers that you can just join and leave from that i've heard are just massive um in terms of like people joining and it hosts you know hundreds of players at a time Hmm. sort of thing
0: but like but it's it and it's it's such a fascinating thing to think about because think about the tools we're using right now like we're using discord imagine the cost discord has to have 12 year olds stream fucking hentai to each other mm-hmm. like you think i'm fucking joking like it's like yeah. i mean, i am obviously but like do you know what i'm it's, saying it's enormous yeah, it's expensive it's probably the most expensive thing ever for us to mm-hmm. just literally be recording this podcast right now i mean i pay for a fucking nitro but that's me right like yeah like but that does boost the server right so it does boost the server um and that's what i bought it for it was for better audio quality for all of us to hear but like like the amount like discord is 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 stomaching the server cost of all the gamers in the yeah. world. Mhm. For free.
2: And that's why they keep being like buy these holiday emojis or whatever the fuck they keep trying to get me to do.
0: Yeah. <laughs> because they've definitely got all the gamers in the world, which is great, and they've made a really really solid product in a lot of ways, but at the same time like I mean, Jesus How do you Christ. Monetize? yeah how do you okay, pay for I this now i feel shit? bad
2: and i'm going to have to go out and buy some weird holiday emoji
0: you
3: would be a really <laughs> good user of a holiday emoji
2: i think i could nail it yeah <laughs> but like so
3: tuned. i i did a little bit of research just now i looked it up the developers of astroneer partly to see what uh engine they're working in it's unreal it's mm-hmm. Epic's game engine. Mm-hmm. Also, i I looked at their jobs tab. They have two jobs available. It is lead 3D graphics engineer or art th- lead 3D graphics designer art artist and senior 3D graphics. And uh, they're both in order to to work on making new content for Astroneer.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: Um, for what looks like maybe an expansion and microtransactions. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I, that's clearly what they're invested in.
2: I wonder, too. Thinking about this earlier, like I think that some game developers have done a better job than others playing essentially like the social media game.
3: Yeah. Definitely. And
2: getting because I think there's also like a lack of understanding amongst gamers of what some of these things like what maybe like for example astroneer's microtransactions are for now like we're projecting here and like assuming a lot that like maybe astroneer needs the microtransactions to support paying for their servers mm-hmm. um but i bet that is the case for some games and some games that people love yeah. and i i I think that there are some gaming studios who've done a better job than others, like reaching their fans and their audience. Like the people who do really deeply love some of these, you know, especially indie games, but also big games and being like, hi, so this is how we pay for the servers that you guys want is we have skins. Mm-hmm. So if you're able to and you love our game, please consider buying a skin. Like it's not just a nasty corporate move. Like it's because this is how we keep the lights on. It's because You know, like if Baldur's Gate yeah. told me like hi, we're so happy you guys love our game. Like we're really excited about it. Like we want to keep the servers on. We, or like what you know, whatever. If for some reason, like we're like I don't know, running out of money, which would never happen with Boulder's yeah. Gate right now. But like if they came you out, you can to the pay to
3: make Astarion love you. Exactly. Well, if they came out
2: and we're like, <laughs> yeah. look, man, like we just like we made this huge game. We put everything into it. Like we ran ourselves dry, and we gotta keep the servers on. And like we just you know, so we're putting out this new Asterion skin. Well, he'll be shirtless for the whole game now. And we made him, you know, whatever. If they told their but like you know what I mean, if they told their community that, sure. People would buy that shit.
0: Sure. I think you could literally just sell like I mean it sounds like fucking disgusting, but you could just sell fucking game time tokens. I mean you should be like, this helps us run the servers, thank you.
2: Yeah, that's what I mean. So I think
0: I I personally would not
3: be against that, but that's my style of person.
2: Yeah.
0: Mm -hmm.
3: I think I think there's a couple of reasons why companies don't do that. And uh, the probably the biggest one is um, funding for future projects. I think that I, I think that a lot of the moves that these companies make are with getting publishers excited about their studio and willing to invest in it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that a lot of these publishers are run by you like the the final decisions are made by people that are kind of in the the boomer business mindset of like if you show weakness you're dead you know right like if you told your community
2: you need help we're really not interested then
3: you're then you're fucked um because like the only reason you would tell your community you need help is if you're you know about to you know, turn off the lights, um, is, is what I, my guess is a lot of the the money bags, uh, think. So I think that that's a very difficult solution, situation, too. It's a lot of things, man. It's about communication.
0: Mm-hmm. It's about strategy. It's about it's also, banking.
3: It's about banking.
0: <laughs> no, it really is. It's also yeah. about, um, like virality and these sorts of concepts, mm-hmm. like because I think a lot about, you know, Baldur's Gate for example. Okay, there was this developer that was really clowned on, because they said something along the lines of Baldur's Gate three is gonna set gamers' expectations incorrectly.
3: Uh, yeah.
0: Oh, yeah right. Remember this shit? And it's like everyone just like took their turn like beating this person to death, but I think what they were trying to say was. This is an incredibly detailed and incredibly like content-filled game mm-hmm. with no microtransactions. And so it's like it hits all of the boxes of what consumers want or say they want. Mm-hmm. And this is totally reasonable. And it was a giant success. And this is great news. And it was held up as a pillar of a shiny example of what we want, or at least what we mm-hmm. on Reddit say we want. And I can understand that. What I think we don't understand is that there are a lot of Baldur's Gate games that are made that don't get any virality at all and die completely. Attempting this strategy because it is a lot to invest that much time and effort into content and depth into your game. If you don't get the marketing right and or nobody knows yeah. what the fuck is going on with your game, you mm-hmm. just sink your studio immediately and in fact you all you need to do is look at steam to see this steam is just a wasteland of people stating hey i don't have microtransactions i don't have this i don't know that and it's like your game is dead (laughs) it has two reviews like i can't explain to you how long it must have taken to make this and it's dead and they're probably dead too and so it's just this very very delicate interesting thing where it's easy to look at the shining examples but deeper than that it's it's a landscape that is harsh yeah
2: that's kind of what i mean is like i i think that game development now and again i don't really know that much about game development before so when i say now i don't mean that i'm comparing it to before i just mean like right now in this moment is all that i know but it it strikes me as like i think there's a lot of business decisions like I'm sure it's an artistic creative pursuit and I think that's true and like to make a good game you need to have that but I also think to make a good game and a game that succeeds like there's a lot of business decisions that go into what you're going to do with your game are you going to have microtransactions are you going to have adorable skins are you not going to if you're not going to how are you going to make money, enough money to keep the lights on if you have a live service or a multiplayer game? Like, I think there's just, like, a lot of balancing yeah. Yeah. that needs to happen.
0: And and you also have to understand, one last point I want to add on to that myself, and then you guys can have points too, but I'm just saying, like, for me at least, like, is that the balance is not set by a small developer, really? The balance is set by fucking Riot and fucking whoever made Genshin. Like, because... The equation is like, we can pay these artists to make these skins, but how much do we pay the artist is directly based on essentially how powerful our engine is to make money off of their art. And so it's like the people who are really killing it at this are setting the bar that then gamers will go, they'll play a game like that and they'll love it and they'll buy those skins and then they'll go play a smaller indie game and they'll go, this skin shop fucking sucks. Cause the bar has been set and Mm -hmm. it's not a hundred percent one to one. And there's a lot of us that have maybe more empathy than that, but it's just the competition. It's the same thing with, with everything else. Like the reason why unity added this charge is they wanted to create a line in the sand. If you have a game that is downloaded a million times, I need you to make some money from it is what they're trying to say. I need you Mm -hmm. to, because we are paying for that. And so it's like, it's this that's the bar like you can have a game that's downloaded a million times thanks to virality but you have to make it make money is what they're trying to say and so it's just similar with all these concepts of like there is a bar set somewhere in the ecosystem that is changing based on what gamers expectations are and what other games are succeeding at the moment and at some point you have to clear the bar
3: and if like honestly if they if they make that line in the sand well enough like, that could wipe out the shitty right mm-hmm. uh, mobile game market, and like, yep. that's a good thing in my opinion. Like the shitty Same. mobile game market fucking blows. And I actually think that's what they were trying to <laughs> do. You
1: don't like playing Gardenscapes? How dare
3: you! Damn! Shout out to Gardenscapes.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. That's just the one I, I always like, get. I don't like seeing ads like for Gardenscapes.
4: Yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah. So, anyways, um. An interesting for it, like this is not our expertise, but it's just an interesting thing to watch because there's so much war over the narrative over this, but really it's an ecosystem. And I think if you're a gamer, I think you'd really want to figure out as best the way that you can support the things that you like mm-hmm. and you'd like to support them in your ecosystem in a way that works for them. And so that doesn't necessarily mean you just have to accept skins in all your games, but it just means like, if you're not accepting skins in all your games think about it like i think about it for like like halo infinite
2: i was gonna i was about to say like gimme it just means like buy the cat ears in halo Infinite. <laughs> that's what it means <laughs> like honestly. if you've played i don't know i've played a lot of that game yeah. i know it gets a bad rap right now in this moment but uh it's starting played, to get a better one before Elden ring that was my most played game on steam like by far yeah hmm. um but i play a ton and that game's free to play and so i bought the cat ears
0: yeah, and that's just fucking funny. Teabagging someone when you have cat ears is an extra level of rage tilt that you can put into the world.
2: Oh, and I bought, like, the mint Christmas skin for my armor. Yes. Like, the peppermint. <laughs> yeah, I had a troll outfit, basically. Very tasteful. Um, So tasteful.
0: We should play Halo Infinite oh, again. Oh, and I'm I down. bought
2: antlers for my car. Yeah, okay, I spent some money on that game.
0: Yeah, and I respect it. Like
2: I was going to mention, if we're
1: going to talk about Halo and skins there's a the council reference with their latest skin release no. called Way. saturn devouring his sons <laughs> oh,
2: <fire. laughs> okay probably that's referencing the actual, actual I... art piece and not the council
0: right. but still <laughs> fire bro if there was a council reference
1: San- saturn devouring D- his sons is um canon council reference yeah it me. exists
3: yeah, within about. the council okay. for sure for sure
0: <laughs> oh my god um awesome it's just uh, yeah we just yeah i just we we love games but it's like the ecosystem changes and i just think you just got to bring some empathy to the situation and try to figure out how to support like i think the same way about you got to think about everything that's pro consumer and you have to think about how it affects like like think about game pass game pass is such a sick nasty deal Mm -hmm. but like i remember it's not game pass in particular but there was this game called mutant year zero yeah. Talked about it sporadically. It was yeah. an XCOM with like fucking animals. Like there was like a duck with a shotgun and there was a fucking pig or some shit. It
2: was a fucking awesome trailer if I remember right.
0: Yeah, it did have a really cool trailer. And then they I got it for free on Epic. And it was like the one of the best games I got that year. It was so fucking good. And I just mm-hmm. realized like holy shit, this game could not possibly have failed harder. Like no one's talking about mm-hmm. it. No one cares. I got it for free on Epic. That's the only reason. So I paid nothing for this incredible game. And I felt nothing but shame. So I bought the DLC as best I could to mm-hmm. like support. But I felt shame to know that like this game just died on its ass. And it was incredible.
3: Although. As I was mentioning about. Like. Securing funding for next projects. Like look at how many downloads we got when we made it free is mm-hmm. a very good way to and then like those people played this amount of the game is right. like yeah that's a very good way to prove to potential investors or whatever that you have an audience that will look for your next game
1: mm-hmm. yeah i mean isn't that the whole story with Atomic Heart like essentially like mm. I feel like Atomic Heart got greenlit for their for their sequel like pretty early on. Yeah, like immediately after they the released release basically, right?
3: Yeah. Like practically. Right. Yeah. Because, you know, they can prove. they were on
1: the Xbox Game Store and, you know, make your game available on the Xbox Game, game Pass. Yeah. And put in some hot yeah. ballerina chicks, you know.
0: Yeah, and yep. get some virality yeah. going. Get the,
1: viral. get the virality. Yep. <laughs> We're virality and virality. <laughs> I mean, really in that game,
0: though. <laughs> really, <For buddy>. <laughs> oh shit! Um, there are some scenes in that. If you have not seen, if you just want to see what people on the internet are like masturbating to, like six months ago, heart. yeah.
3: Then that's it. First of all, impressive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. There's like there's like keys inside people i don't know man like anyway it's not important um (laughs) listen this is a a note to everyone Mm -hmm. to loop your music if you haven't already just i was 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 getting a little anxious as we're starting to end you know it's not over yet but you know we
3: still have 10 minutes
0: yeah but 10 minutes is not an long extraordinarily time. long time james no wait what's that What's the meme <laughs> you know what i mean oh god it's an extraordinarily short time that doesn't make sense to me um but yeah so there's that and um fuck it while well, we're stalling the intro of this
2: okay we're still we're 53 minutes into <laughs> in- in the intro
0: 53 minutes into the intro hell yeah we got a really nice fan mail that we should read. no oh yeah, yeah. we
2: should zoe right we did let me pull it up
0: it's from because we
1: we've given this person a shout out all the time and honestly so you know peek behind the curtain we are not recording this at typical podcast day that's right of uh of usual listen james was gone we met up with him on podcast recording day and the vibes were just so fire that we didn't end up recording anything. yeah we just bonded honestly it was we when we don't see each other for a while we just bond yeah and it was lovely and beautiful and the stories were fire <laughs> um, stories so we didn't record fire. on typical podcast they're not
0: stories we could share with the public i'm afraid it's not like they're <laughs> offensive it's just Definitely rather not. like they were pretty tame and wonderful there was chocolate chips involved it's listen like it's just you just have to understand that like god damn do we love hitting record but sometimes bro you gotta just let it go
2: yeah yeah and exactly and we
0: talk about this all the time we do our best when we hit record to just give the vibes that that we want and you know but i don't know i'm getting she, wistful yeah. but when sometimes when you don't hit record man it just ah. Uh,
2: you can't record everything <laughs> you
0: can't record everything sometimes there's a sweetness um so, yeah. But anyways, it's um. But yeah, from Jackie. We got a... You guys have heard yep, about Jackie.
1: Spotify Jackie.
0: Legendary Spotify <laughs> yeah, Jackie.
1: Cyberpunk, oh, we yeah, cyberpunk. yeah. It's from yeah. Jackie.
0: It's, it's, it was like, we found this letter in Jackie's arch. We just kept, like, summoning that. <laughs> <thing>. and, <laughs> and it's actually... just
2: fan mail to ourselves. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, like, it's just so, like, just for brief context before I hand it over, it's just so Spotify Jackie, for those who don't know, is, like, there's this thing on spotify where it asks like well, what would you think of the episode and uh jackie has just sent such kind nice supportive like messages like every fuck every podcast like for yeah. so long in fact if i'm honest with you jackie has better consistency than we do at releasing oh podcast. my god
2: <laughs> yeah uh, yeah
0: like by a considerable amount and
2: feels worse about like not responding right away than we do about not releasing an episode right away
0: dude i swear one of the messages jackie was like oh dude i'm like five days late i'm so sorry i'm like i actually saw your comment five days after so like we're like in 10 day late territory for me seeing it like like and this is totally okay you know like like we can't even be fucking bothered to put out an episode on the right time And we're vibing. So I think it's like, I think it's chilling, but it's just funny to me because like, I literally see the thing late and I'm like, oh shit. Like, like it well, reminds it's me of also a
2: little... awkward because we can't respond on to anyone On Spotify, look if you want to talk to us, write in at tyrannyofthumbs at gmail.com. Great like, segue. That's what Jackie did. We will respond to you there. We can't. We actually physically can't on Spotify. I
0: actually, it, yeah. I've never as a creator been so frustrated as to not be able to respond. I
2: know what the fuck.
0: What the fuck is that? I don't know. I feel like I've become like you know those videos where it's like the comments are disabled. I'm like, bro, the comments are disabled on my thing.
2: What the hell is this? <laughs> yeah
0: um but uh anyway sorry sorry enough preamble go ahead
1: but yeah so jackie took to our email Hmm. as we said and so hi jackie jackie just wrote in just saying hope you've been seeing my replies to your episodes on spotify yes we do jackie like we just said we can't respond (laughs) we're so (laughs) sorry we have no ability to (laughs) we're so sorry um i don't know if you guys still use this email we We do. do um but I just wanted to tell you how much I love listening to your podcast. Yeah. I've probably listened to every episode at least three times. Whoa. You're 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 in my territory, Jackie. <laughs> I know I listened to all the episodes three times. What the fuck?
0: That's a really high <laughs> level. Is it not? Like um, that's more than me. And I that's really podcast. high. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. Thank you. I'm
1: just a big fan of you guys and I just want to give some game suggestions. So Jackie does come out with some game suggestions. One is a game called Jusant, J-U-S-A-N-T. It's a very relaxed single-player game that is about five hours long, so it could be one podcast episode.
0: Okay, wait, wait, wait. We, Another We looked game, this up, though. We looked this up a little bit behind the curtain here because we had heard this fucking name before. What is this game? It's this game from, I want to say Don't Nod, but it's like a rock-climbing narrative indie game. It made seems Made from cool. the same
2: people who made um, Life is Strange
0: yeah is that true that's crazy Original
1: OG
2: life is strange yep
0: so you know i've actually heard some accolades for this game that's like a really interesting way of telling a story
2: cool i mean like james is already out because life is strange but
0: (laughs) if james if you can call the police in this game as like a make good are you like (laughs) (laughs) that
3: look i'll i'll give them a chance you know all right for sure
1: um anyway uh another game is called viewfinder it's a puzzle game that's around eight hours long so it could also just be one episode Uh,
0: i've heard of that and
1: i think i've seen this game i've seen it on like i think i watched some streamers play it at one point it's like kind of like a whole perspective shifting game if i remember correctly
4: yeah
1: um looks very interesting you basically manipulate the world and its perspective by taking photographs or like yeah using like a viewfinder
3: it's it's a puzzle game that mccoy actually might get into (laughs) (laughs)
0: i'll have you guys know that like i get this rep for being terrible at puzzle games which is true but i used to be decent i don't know what happened i've fallen off greatly or my rep is has poisoned my mindset, or who knows? But guys, what was this game that sort of had the similar premise we played for the podcast where you would like take objects and you would walk them yeah. further or closer yeah. to things and they
3: become bigger? Um, subliminal. 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 That game was. Superliminal. Why? Superliminal? Superliminal. Yes, yeah, yeah, you're right. That game was. Why yeah. to play off the word subliminal? Yeah. Yeah. I, it it was like trying subliminal. a little too hard to be portal, but. Yeah. Otherwise, it was really but good. Also
2: it also was crazy. I remember playing that but, with you, yeah. McCoy.
3: Yeah.
0: I, like, it was amazing to me how, like, fast that n- completely nonsensical way of dealing with geometry made sense to me.
2: Yeah, I remember yeah. you being really good at that and me being super confused. And it was, like, a puzzle game that you were good at.
0: Well, this is because, like, no, no shade, but you struggle with depth perception.
2: And spatial reasoning. So and left are- and right. So i these had are, a real hard time so
0: these are like essential components to this yeah. so i'm not sure if i was even good but i just in comparison felt it was, godlike. it
2: was like watching magic happen <laughs> <saying>. <laughs> <laughs> that
0: game did feel kind of like magic okay so I, that's what i keep thinking i don't know if it's anything like that but it's something about like a viewfinder so maybe it's camera related it's kind of cool yeah mm-hmm. seems
3: cool
1: oops right and then finally there's a big game that Jackie wanted to suggest called breathage or breath edge mm. um it's about 16 hours long and needs about 33 hours to 100% it. Now, Jackie describes it as a really funny space sandbox survival game. I actually looked it up, the synopsis. I think it's worth it to read the synopsis for this just to pique our interest. Okay. <laughs> Which is Breathage is an ironic outer space survival adventure game. Take on the role of a simple guy called the man. Who is just carrying his grandpa's ashes to a galactic funeral and suddenly finds himself in the middle of a universal conspiracy.
0: Damn. That that sounds well, almost like know. um Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy esque, where it's just like this
3: bizarre story.
2: Gotta be vaguely inspired by.
3: Uh, interesting. I, I think what I've I've heard of this game. Yeah. I think, it, it sounded super familiar and like I just looked it up. Yeah, it I've definitely heard of this game. I don't know how or why. Huh.
1: But yeah. So basically, um, Jackie then just says, thank you for reading the stupid long email. You're Honestly, good.
0: Dude. I don't think it was that long. Not long.
2: We have <laughs> received oh, much longer.
0: I, yeah. Not to like I don't mean that in have a bad way. Have you seen me text people? It's ridiculous. Pages. <laughs> like it's, 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 I had people laugh here, it's too real. <laughs> like <laughs>
2: all of us have received these.
0: <laughs> yeah. It's so, so good. <laughs>
1: Yeah, occasionally I'll be reading a message from McCoy and Brandon will be walking by and he'll be like, what are you reading? Like, what what article are you reading? I'm like, it's a text from McCoy. Jesus (laughs)
0: Christ, bro. (laughs) I've never felt so heard as to when, it might have been James or it might have been like Raphael or something. Like, it was like a group of my friends, though, were there and someone just said, what I live for is after we play like, like a playthrough or like a valorant session or like a really good podcast and mccoy just messages insane shit for the next like 30 minutes <laughs> to your dms about how like insane <laughs> you did and how awesome it was and they're just like they're a just full like, breakdown they're yeah. like i fucking i live for that dude like i used to call oh, people yeah. on the phone why don't i do that again i don't
2: know we keep talking about it where we're like we just gotta start calling people again cold just prepare yourselves people You're about to get cold called
0: it's one of the ways <sighs> keenan was always dude, ahead because he just cold called and i was like you're and i would like aggressively not he's pick a bad up.
3: millennial what the fuck
0: no dude he would call me and i'd be free and i would just not pick up out of principle like it's offensive i'd be mm-hmm. like how dare you call me text me first like what is this like it was like the buy me dinner first of conversations you just <laughs> text me first anyway sorry a little digression there but
1: <laughs> but yeah and then essentially, Jackie just signs off by saying, I love every episode that comes out, and I hope you continue to make more for as long as you guys enjoy to make them. Aww. So, your fan, Jackie. Thanks, Jackie. Yeah. That's a really sweet, sweet message.
0: I can assure you that we will make it for slightly longer than we enjoy it. And the last episodes will totally suck. And then we'll call it. But we will... Yeah. <laughs> That's probably true. <laughs> it's not guaranteed. We might quit while we're ahead like like true rock stars. You know what I mean? Like quitting. Tarantino. Nah, but like, that doesn't feel like us. Right. It doesn't
3: sound right. No, it doesn't sound right.
0: <laughs>
2: we feel like until the bitter end kind of crew.
0: Yeah, like until it's really bad. And then we have to like... Like we're
3: like telling ourselves it's good, but it's like not good. Like you know what I yeah. mean? <laughs> I think I think it might be Jackie's job to call it when it's. Oh done. no! You know what I mean? <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. That's kidding so I'm kidding. Much to up so much. That just gave <laughs> me oh, so much just anxiety. Just fucking call it.
0: <laughs> yeah, I love right. this idea oh, that like said that. a third party can just come in and just make the call.
3: And we're we like, should
2: just make Gabe call it.
3: No, 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 I can't. Gabe a...
2: called it like three years ago.
3: Ouch. Yeah, Gabe would Gabe would call it like next week. He'd be like, all right you're done we're just playing games now
2: except he wouldn't because we're playing his game next week so he's like that's oh, no, I true. finish my game and then well you it, be done. The, the minute we
1: stray from gabe's game he'd be like all it's right done. wrap
3: it up yeah
1: yeah. <laughs> it's done.
0: yeah it's exactly like it was so funny dude like when we were gonna play this game which just to clarify is the pale beyond although there would be no signals an hour in. <laughs> yeah, for yeah, other than they never know in episode for the one. first hour <laughs> look we're just fine brother it's beautiful but here's the thing like gabe was like yo like next week like what's the game and i was like oh pale beyond you know and i just want you to know like it's okay it doesn't really seem like your type of game and he literally responds with something along the lines of like yeah check it out like maybe i'm interested and i was like no you're not like like just literally come no you're not and that's okay don't lie to me yeah exactly exactly, exactly. Yeah. anybody was like one of those like i don't really know what i'm saying yes or no to i need to look at it more which I totally was reasonable thing to say but it was just like i know so let me be um, the judge of that but anyways James I'd actually think this is a perfect segue because James has not played the Pale Beyond to my knowledge true
3: that's true I've not played the Pale Beyond
0: and I'd like to pause this James I don't think you'd like it
3: tell me why make the argument
0: thank you for saying that James (laughs) I was going to but I really appreciate that you asked me because it justified what I'm about to say yeah, Which is, I've been trying to think back to, like, your critiques of, like, Outer Wilds and some of the other games that had, like, I was just Pyre. saying,
2: like,
3: Pyre, right?
2: Oh, Pyre James liked.
3: Well, I Pyre's did like on... Pyre. I also liked Outer Wilds. That's right. true. Exactly. Exactly.
0: But there were complaints around maybe reading text and its integration with the gameplay, like, and, like, your desire to, like, play the game. Mm. but instead being forced to read and then realizing you're not really reading very well because you're focusing on the gameplay thing you're trying not to forget, but then you wish you could have gone back and read that thing so you could be more connected to the reading and that sort of like cycle. Mm. I think that is something that definitely can happen here if you don't slow down a lot. Like that's what I would say. And so that's definitely happened to me. So I only say, like, damn, if it's happening to me, like, I would only believe that it probably would also happen to James, but I don't
3: really know. Um, I believe that. I think that that's something that I really struggle with. So, yeah. But it isn't to say the game isn't cool. Like, it is cool.
0: It's just I think it has that aspect, like, front and center. Like, in fact, the reading is very important. Mm
2: -hmm. Uh,
1: Yeah. Right i definitely especially when it comes to like making dialogue choices like they i do think they put some time and attention to creating fully fleshed characters enough so so you kind of have a good idea if you're going for like trying to play the good boy captain like they give you enough hints that you kind of know how to respond Mm. to each crew member and gain their loyalty like Cordell is very much a loner type but she loves her dog so basically like any any sort of dialogue option that mentions like your dogs are great like you can select that it's like plus 10 loyalty and you're like yes (laughs) (laughs) yeah i'm in or if there's an option to kick the dog then you're like i will not choose that option (laughs) like no thank you
0: dude is that like instant psychopath person who clicks that shit
2: i mean yeah
1: instant psychopath is probably eating the dog
0: well I don't know like I th- I feel like kicking the dog is more psycho because like kicking the dog is like why eating the dog is like well it's mm-hmm. me or the dog
2: it's survival yeah
0: right or no
2: yeah that being
1: said there there are some I'd say like I there's I'm wondering and I guess I'll posit this to both you and McCoy Elena but like I did feel like there was some like situ like situations that you have to make a choice where the outcome was ambiguous to how it would turn out and it often ends up at least for me it often ended up in a bad outcome mm. like hmm. the one that comes to mind is this there's this uh, hound master Cordell she's in charge of these hunting dogs and there's a situation that comes up where you're walking past the the dog loose or just wherever the dogs are kept, and two dogs are going at it, like they're fighting. And Cordell's nowhere to be seen, and you have an option of just letting the dog, and and I think the text specifically says, like, the fighting is getting more and more aggressive. And so you have the option to grab cordell's whip yourself and like try to get the dogs in line or you can just leave the dogs to their fighting and so i look at a situation like that and especially when dogs are such a valuable resource for hunting it's like in my head i'm like if i leave these dogs to fight i'm going to be down to 13 dogs because one of them's going to kill the other one um But of course you grab the whip then and Cordell gets like negative 20 loyalty because she's just like, those are my dogs back off. And I'm like, "Jesus, I don't know. Like, how how was I supposed to know that they like, because she like then like scolds you just being like, this is just what dogs do. And I'm like, how am I supposed to have that communicated through text necessarily? Like, Uh, you know, the text was really making it sound like, yeah. And I guess that's the one down, not downfall to this game, but it's a struggle because all you have to go off of is how it's being described via text.
4: Mm -hmm.
1: And so when I hear, you know, the dogs are getting more and more aggressive, like I'm picturing a dog with its jaws, you know, clamped on another dog's throat, like about to like rip its head off kind of Mm -hmm. thing. Um, But then it's like, I feel like if I witness it maybe I can surmise through context clues in the visuals like okay maybe this is like you know alpha aggression and this is how they keep because because it's later described as just these are how dogs keep each other in Mm -hmm. line there's the alpha and then there's the pack members and this is just all they're doing and I'm like I feel like the game purposely described this definitely to mislead I do
2: think the game purposely (laughs) misleads you yeah um i had that same i mean i think we have yeah i think it's a everyone has the same thing but one of my options was like to go find her and i was like okay i'm gonna do that so i went and found her and she was like oh and she basically was like yeah they're just you know doing what dogs do but like thank you for coming to find me like i'm so glad you were concerned enough and i was like okay great um Mm -hmm. but i do think the game purposely misleads you in its choices To make you, I don't know if it's just question what you're doing, but or like make the tension feel more real, or just to make it a little bit harder,
3: more punishing. Yeah, yeah.
2: And you can go back pretty. I mean, the thing is, like, right, you can just go back and load. So if you make the wrong decision, like I know, um, one of the scenarios that I tried several times was when. I can't remember his name right now. I'm totally blanking on it. But the guy who plays the accordion, right, is playing mm-hmm. like songs about you that do not paint you as Captain in a good light. Yeah. Um. Mm-hmm. And there's different options for how you handle that, but a lot of them go very poorly.
0: Yeah. Specifically, interactions with him, like it feels like 75 percent of your options are just like he. Yeah. He's a too.
2: very difficult character. Like you really there's like one right answer with him, and it's hard to tell what it is sometimes. So like that was one where I went back several times and tried it again mm-hmm. to try and figure out like what does happen here? Like what is the right choice?
0: I think it's like I think mm-hmm. it's part of their okay, you can see this a couple different ways. You could see this the very like game design indie game design principle handbook way, which is to say like tricking someone in a decision is bad. It's not a good um trick, essentially. Mm-hmm. It is a trick. Um, And I think there's an aspect of that that you are feeling. Of like, well, hold on. Like, I'm trying to do my best here, and I don't feel like I had the right piece of information. If anything, you were leading me one way, and then you tricked me another, and I'm trying to listen to you. It's almost like that, is it a red herring? Is it not? Like, are we double-crossing? What are we doing here? But I think in this game, part of it, too, is I don't think they really want the golden playthrough to just like happen to you Mm -hmm. based on good decision making i think they want some level of like strife that doesn't mean like you can't solve that by good decisions later but i think there's a bit of like they want uncertainty like they, they don't want
3: you to be like this is the right option this is the wrong option in some cases
0: yeah and, I, and it's really, my,
3: I mean, it's really hard to create the idea of having imperfect information as the decision maker when you're just being given all the information in text.
0: Yeah. But and I'm, I'm not saying that to like say that, that you don't have a point. I think you do have a point. Like it's, I think some of these decisions have felt like, like it's, it's, it's like I can feel the perfect game player slash even myself like reaching for my gun at my holster to reload that week mm-hmm. <laughs> like i can feel it i'm like itching i'm like looking across the fucking mexican standoff being like are you gonna shoot like because it's like i'm gonna reload like and i don't know there's just a part of it to this and i yeah yeah yeah
2: i mean i think you're right and i do think i mean The whole premise of this game, right, is, like, you're stranded in the Arctic on ice. Yeah. I I, I do think that, like, some level of strife makes sense there. Like, this game would have felt really bizarre if there was a super obvious right choice all the time. And you just walked through and everyone loved you and everyone was getting along. And, like, you didn't have to make any hard decisions. That would have been... I mean, that would have been a bad survival game, but also a bad you're stranded on the ice game. So I think that makes sense.
0: Oh, it definitely does. But I think there's an interesting distinction here. Because like, let's say you had a decision. It was like, do you step out onto this thin ice? Mm
4: -hmm. It's
0: risky. You're not sure. No human can know. They they know that it's a chance you go into the water, but no one can know what the game is about to do. And no one can know if the ice is going to break or not. Mm Like that's a level of uncertainty that's like a risk. but but mm. this is like leading like this example, I think is really well placed or because it's leading you left. and then it goes like, ah,
2: yeah, but I okay, I don't know. Maybe this is reading too much into it. But with at least with that particular example, and like not to get too in the weeds on one example. But like, when I thought about that, I was thinking about Cordell as a character, and I was like, yeah, she would not want me whipping her dogs. Like, that is not something that she... Like, she wants to be in charge of her dogs. Mm-hmm. She does not want anybody else messing with them. I really don't think she wants anyone to whip them. Um, mm. and But I also was like... But the other option, I was like, well, I also don't think she would want to just, like, let this just happen. So to me, like, if you did kind of, like, thought about her as a character, it made the the, the right, the, you know, quote-unquote, right choice...
0: We're just like don't fucking bother her.
2: No, the right choice is go find her and bother her. Um, Mm -hmm. Right. I mean, I think,
1: and again, it like yeah, and I can I can see that it was just, and and I think it was just also to me it was like unclear about like, are we grabbing mm -hmm. the whip just to like grab it and like threaten, or are we actually going to use it? Which I also feel is like unclear Mm -hmm. as well. Um cuz I know this game like this game will reward you if you kind of I guess act a little bit more captain Lee mm-hmm. and like piss off your crew members sometimes like it will help them respect you. Mm. Now, you know, granted whether that's right for dogs or not is probably a different question, you know, and like hindsight's 2020, I can look at that and be like, yeah, I should have like gone and yeah. grabbed her. Um but But yeah. okay, but it's just certainly one of those like very unclear things because yeah, like in the end, it's like you you pick up the whip and Cordell's just immediately there, like she yeah, just activates yeah, yeah, out yeah, of yeah, thin yeah. air and yeah. she's like, "Don't do Earlier, this." Earlier she was nowhere <laughs> like, to be seen, but now she is. Yeah, right no, she's <laughs>
0: watching you do that. shit, like, "What yeah. Like, no,
1: right. yeah, and. Or but that could have also gone. I feel very differently, where it's like it narrates. You grab the whips and you hit one of the dogs really hard, and then I'm like quickly like You're reloading because like, oh I'm like
2: shit, 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 no, 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 yeah, <laughs> yeah. And I do think like that's always almost i can't think of a game i've played that hasn't had that in like these like kind of decision based yeah. games especially with text i mean think about how many times we've played a game with dialogue options that's what i'm exactly where you choose a dialogue of. option and the character says something you're like oh fuck that's not what i meant yeah, exactly. that's not what i thought you were gonna say <laughs> like um
0: <laughs> like it's a, like the option is like damn it bro as in you're thinking like damn it bro and it's like you son of a bitch yeah, exactly. i hate your whole family and you're like oh my <laughs> god and then you're like the next option is like so do i still get the discount because i saved your planet or and yeah. it's like everything just goes back to normal and you're like i don't even think i need to reload but that felt weird so yeah. like
2: i mean i do agree like this problem has this game has that problem with ambiguity of text choices just like i think a lot of games do and like it happens it just naturally like it'll happen where like someone will read it and be like, this makes total sense to me. And then someone else will read it being like, I don't understand these options at all. Like I really thought this would happen when I said this.
0: And yeah. I I thought that especially in my last week example with like the shooting. I just didn't understand the shooting yeah. mechanics in the text. And I was just like
1: I was I was gonna yeah. mention that as well. Like actually playing it. I mean and again I have the luxury yeah. of yeah. McCoy telling his cautionary tale right so that leopard seal pops up and i'm like okay so i know there's gonna be an option to like i'm gonna shoot miss and or like shoot get it but it's not gonna fall over immediately and i'll need to spend another action to reload and it's like you literally have to choose like shoot as your very first action Mm. to like be successful in that you shoot another action reload third action shoot and it dies um i just mccoy i would have done the
2: exact yeah, me same too. thing i was I also gonna bring that up this week i got through that on the first try only i think because i had heard mccoy talk about it and was like okay so i'm gonna want to shoot pretty early here i think i waited one like beat like one sequence and then shot and it was okay um mm-hmm. but yeah that was definitely like a hindsight's 2020 kind of situation right and I guess the question is like, you know, and and really just
1: like how well can you like you as a gamer <laughs> recover from that when the game does something like that to you. Yeah. I think is like a big a big question of that. Cuz Cause
0: like, cause like okay, for example, um. let me expand on that. Sorry. God. Um yeah. like because I think you're I think you're pointing in the right direction cuz it's like there's one thing I actually love playing games like this, the very like it-is-what-it-is way. hmm XCOM but, style. Yeah, but here's the thing. If it felt unfair, like, it felt like a game mechanic that was confusing, like, I didn't... When the... When what you expect to happen is not what happens on the screen, like, that feeling is not like that was a risk that went wrong. It's like... It's this frustrating, like... Wait, what? Like, you know what I mean? It's not... It's not gameplay. It's, like, confusion of what the fuck is happening and then you're like do i have to reload the whole week which feels like quite a punishment for a feeling that doesn't feel like it's in the narrative of the game it just felt like a confusion so i think that's kind of what makes it annoying like if it was like i took a risk and it didn't work i personally am okay with that if it's i didn't understand what happened and my character just shot the air or like you know I didn't understand what's happening and my character shot his friend like if that happened because I didn't understand what was going on I would not feel like I did that mm-hmm. do you know what I mean right yeah just a bit of that here it's it's also like kind of like look I don't know it's like we we talked about this section because it's a little ridiculous but I will say on the other side it is like interesting and cool that they're trying to like do action through text it just like, it was kind of cool, mm-hmm. but I cannot tell you how disappointing it was to lose my crew member that way. I cannot tell you. Like, it was, mm-hmm. I I think it was session ending. I was like, fuck that. Wait, what? And I just sort of, like, walked away stunned, and I was like, what do I do? Like, you know what I mean? So, I don't know. Anyways, I don't want to get too far into it, but look, it's just, I, I just think the feel bad is uh, notable.
1: Right. Yeah. And so yeah, like the ultimate question is just like can you can you rebound from that or not? And like I I think there were a couple times in this game where it was like not necessarily a session ending, but it like kind of miffed mm-hmm. me a bit where I'm just like, Well that felt terrible. Yeah. I hate this game and Brandon would be like, "Okay, let's just play like one more week and then like we'd recover playing one more week." And I'd be <laughs> like, "Okay, fine. We'll keep playing."
0: <laughs> Did you reset weeks a lot? I'm curious.
1: No, so I like as much as I was tempted to, like and honestly, I probably would have had Brandon not been watching me play because Brandon was of the mind he's just like we are like we went into this and Brandon's like we are not resetting we are going to live with our consequences mm-hmm. like you know we've live, lived with the consequences of our actions and I'm like okay fine and so I think it's not how I like to play games I mean it's it's a different way to play a game for sure. sure but as a result, we mulled over dialogue options and rationing of supplies like for probably a lot longer than maybe most people do like I've got nine hours in this game. I just finished act one mm-hmm. <laughs> like Yo, yeah okay. and it's, it takes mm-hmm. a while mm-hmm.
0: that sounds good
1: <laughs> and yeah which like it, it's it's like I said, I'm I enjoy the story that the game has and I think upon further playing it, like you do realize that the characters that they are developing are actually characters who are like they've got the plot armor on.
4: Mm-hmm. You
1: know those mm-hmm. characters won't be the ones to die of starvation or freezing um or malnutrition or anything like that. Um Which, in a way, I think kind of, in a sick way, kind of eased my worries because I'm just like, wow, they're, like, really, like, developing this photographer enough and they're going to make me like her and then I'm going to, like, forget to feed her one day and she's going to die and it's going to suck. But, like, in a way, it's they, like, all those people with, like, the locked icon next to them that you can't use to designate to any task, like, you realize that they at least have like somewhat of plot armor for the most
4: part. Mm-hmm.
1: But it it's, it's also really interesting just because you, I think as you just play, you begin to realize just how valuable some crew members are compared to mm-hmm. others though. Like the fact that you lose a scout yep. in yep. that leopard seal yep. interaction and you only have three to go yep. off of, like that is, yep. that is devastating. Similar yeah. with the
0: scientists. Like, so there's like, so like a scientist, for example, like if you, there's like a cure-all that you can send three scientists to go make. And if you break into one of the doors underneath the hull of the ship and then you get the long-term be- buff, uh, you can make it be two. Mm-hmm. But let's say you didn't have that right. and you lose one scientist. You, you can no make longer it. make a cure-all. Yeah. Which like, Ooh. Right. that's like a lot. Right,
2: yeah it's yeah punishing. that's devastating, so
0: like holy shit, um, and so you know, <laughs> and I think especially because it's like you're you're starting to recognize the value of the pieces for their role, their tags, you know, like the scouts like you're 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 talking about it's like very important obviously when you need to be scouting, but it's like at the beginning of the game, especially before you hit the ice mostly when you're on the ship, it's like nothing really matters like role wise that much like so it's like at first you don't really understand the value of the roles until right at the point where you can start to lose people then it starts to like sink in the value of the roles so then it like can hit really hard when you lose someone and so like where my playthrough was because i had one death via testing that i should have immediately reset and then one death via seal i was just looking at it like now i understand how devastating this is to me but i have to go back like a couple of weeks and i was just sitting there like dude or i could just play counter strike like, it's just like i don't know if i g- <laughs> like and so i think you can find yourself in that scenario i did that to myself for sure um but like i just was looking at it like fuck me like i don't want to
2: and i i do, do think because I know, like, McCoy, like, you and I had very different experiences of this game. Sure. To be... To get that out there. I think it has to do a little bit, too, with, like, one, if you like this kind of thing. Totally. And two, your experience right. with... This, your Sorry. Your experience with games of this type. Um, Because I figured out pretty fast, like, those scouts were valuable. Like, you could not lose a scout. And now the seal encounter, I had a free pass because I'd heard you talk about it. I don't know what it would have happened. I mean, yeah, I don't know what would have happened if I had just encountered that on my own. I don't know if I would have gotten through it, if I would not have, you know, who knows. But I knew pretty early, because you start having to explore and hunt quickly, you know, before <laughs> definitely before you're going to lose anyone to any kind of illness or frostbite or anything like that. And it pretty quickly becomes obvious that, like, you need the scouts to be out there every single day. And you need the dogs to be out there every single day. And so I think like I put those pieces together of like fish too. Fish is hella good. Like you want fish, even mm-hmm. though it can't feed you because you can resend the dogs out. So like there's all these different things mm-hmm. that I think um definitely clicked in for me. Yeah. Yeah. Um mm-hmm.
0: You're just better. You're saying it's a skill issue. Well, I get it. I'm I guess um,
2: I am just saying it in a nice way because I don't think it's skill, but I think it's like it's um Experience. it's experience. experience. It's yeah, like sure. a level of familiarity with these kinds of games and what they're going to do to you. Cuz I also think like Yeah. We were kind of talking about it last week a little bit, but we were like this game's easy. Like this, like for a survival game, this game's easy. But let me tell you, this bitch gets a little bit harder once deep winter sets in. Mm-hmm. And because there's a point where you're sitting there like, "Oh my god, winter's coming." Like so dangerous. We should like bunker down. And you kind of give this you get this choice um of how quickly you want to bunker down for the winter hmm. and your um and your head engineer is like we gotta do this shit now like now like in two weeks we shut it down we're getting ready for winter and kurt your head scout is like no way we need like eight weeks you are like that's a really big difference you guys And then they say something like, well, I estimate we're going to need about 12 weeks worth of food. And at that point, I was still getting by and I thought I was doing like reasonably well. I'm like, I'm getting by pretty much day to day with like a tiny bit of a buffer. And when you hear that you need 12 weeks worth of food, you're like, oh, fuck. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I think like. But I guess I'm trying to say in a very long winded way is like the knowledge that this game is going to do that to you eventually is something that if you've played survival games, you go in knowing that you're eventually going to need to get through something like that. It's going to ratchet up in difficulty and so you can kind of like already start to see in your mind Scale with the scale of things you're like okay so i need the scouts to go out every single day i need to be hunting every single day i need to use every single dog every single day and yeah, like min max the, optimal. the, the like, optimal yeah and you're
0: wondering to yourself like questions like is it optimal to make one person sick every single day or every other day and then make yeah. them well again
2: yeah and you're trying like, to figure it, it that out makes sense Yeah.
0: like but that doesn't make sense for my narrative because it's the beginning of the journey everyone's chilling we have hella supplies
2: and it doesn't because like early on like i think at least the way i was doing it, i was like you i sent my scientists out to fucking hunt i was like sorry babe like guys like you can't make medicine you need to go get fish or get penguins or get whatever
0: stop fucking with the radio and you
2: start to figure out like <laughs> every time you send someone out to hunt big game someone's gonna be injured so they have to write it's like there's all these different things that you i think put together as pieces of the puzzle but i do think it's easier to see them coming if you've done this kind of thing before
0: yep yep Right. Agree. I I think I literally like what killed me was the comparison in my mind to what I think Frostpunk is.
2: Yeah, I know. We should have just played Frostpunk.
0: We still can. Um, someday. Um, you should write in to Tyranny of Thoughts at gmail. <laughs> 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 and maybe we'll we'll I'll play it. I but will. um, yeah, like you know i i yeah i don't i don't really like blame this game for like my misunderstanding that yeah. i thought it was gonna like kill me earlier and i was gonna fail fast and learn that's why i was letting people die because i wanted essentially wanted to yeah. sink my ship so that i could learn and then i realized sinking my ship was really a throw which like okay now nah, i said it out loud that makes a lot of sense um but i just i i can't explain to you it was like it's like no
2: but you're right because that is what most survival games would tell you to do basically but because of the save system of this game and the narrative of this game, yes. it's just really different. So I like I don't think that yeah. your instincts were wrong. And you've probably heard me talk about these games and be like, yes, you want to just like fuck it up like real bad to figure it out. But this is, that's not what this game wants you to do.
0: Which I think is actually cool. Like I think it's mm-hmm. cool that it's doing something different in that genre. Like that's that's more focused on the narrative and focused on like the ability to replay things and like go farther and sort of I think it's actually cool what it's doing. Like, I don't want to hold that against it. I just think I did a poor job of, like, I think I did a lot of things things good in this two-week period in my personal life. But I think, like, reading this game for the way that it needed to be played, I did a poor job mm-hmm. early. And I think I was punished very hard for this. And I was like, oh, that's my fault. And so Well,
2: okay. It is and it isn't. Because I do have, now that I've played more of it, some gripes with this game and with its save system, which last week I was like, this save system is amazing because you can just go back a week. But I don't know. I, so I didn't go back very often. Um, I think I only really went back that one time with the um, the accordion event. And I partially because I was just curious and i hadn't really done it a lot i was like what can you do like what happens um and can you figure this out but the the way this game does text like yes it's a text-based game and i generally don't have any problems with that i can i can read stuff that's fine with me like i don't i don't have a problem with that you can read you can read well, you know, like it doesn't – It's a Holy way shit. that I take in information that agrees with me as a human being. I'm yeah. like, yeah, reading is – I can do this. But when you have to go back, just there's a lot – there's a lot of it. There's a lot of clicking through conversations, and you have to click every time – like every sentence, basically, you have to click. And if I you – I would have hated this game. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, James, you would have hated this game. So, but if you want to go back and redo a week – you have yeah. to click through everything again. Yeah, and if you click fast, you auto click an option and it's not the option you want. And then you go back and do it again. Um,
3: Does the text scroll into the screen? No. Or is it just instantly there?
2: It's instantly there.
3: Thank God. All right.
2: So mm. I like I, I will admit, like, I found that really grating by the end of my time with this game. Like, person. I was bothered by having to click so much, which sounds like a dumb complaint, but, like, it, there's oh, so it. much text clicking. And there was a time when I misclicked and clicked a different option from what I wanted, and I lost my – like, I was
0: mm-hmm.
2: – I think I quit for the day. Mm-hmm, I get it. Because I just couldn't We're face – We're really um,
0: low uh... – tolerance to quitting but i'm not i'm
2: not like i i I, i'm not though usually with like i can take this kind of thing and i like these kind of games but there was something there you know as much as i like the idea of their save system the practicality of it and how much clicking through text you have to do to get back to the place where you want to be um was not there's room for improvement there i would say
1: yeah it's um i think like it almost needs like something like what uh, I think like I don't remember if Doki Doki did this, but it's like they need to have like a like proceed to the next yeah. thing, but then also just like a skip yeah. mm-hmm. button where it just immediately teleports you to your selecting decision yeah. Yeah. there. Especially when you read some of these dialogues for like three or four times if you're like restarting that yep. much.
0: Like I resented the idea of a restarting. Like, for the work that it would be. Do you know what I mean?
2: And I wish they I did, because, again, I like, I like their... Like, I think in terms of survival game mechanics, I think their save system is really great. And I like its branching. Like, it does really cool things. It's a good idea for a survival game to be able to have, like, branching saves and all these different things. But, I, yeah, I think if they had had a skip to the choice feature, it would have yeah. been great. Yeah. Because then you could skip through, you could just make the choices that you wanted and get to the part where you needed to figure it out. But instead, you have to, like, go through everything again. Um, And it's just kind of a pain.
0: It's interesting, like, there's, like, weird usability things they could do with this game that make it such a different game. Because the game, that's what I mean, like, when I say the reading is really important. Like, it's, like, a lot of the game. Mm -hmm. But then, absolutely, like, good points you guys are making in terms of, like, a skip button so that you could, like like get through it but it it, i could see a screen for this game that exists that again makes it a very different game and potentially not the game that it should be but like at the end of a week it just displays all of your decision points like on this in like one screen and you just sit there and go like is that what i want to be doing with everything like and i just
3: and then you can just change them from there
0: yeah and then you could go like actually no like not this one or or,
2: almost like I'm and say it doesn't, Obra Dinn, but it's not. But like, we could go back to that exact scene and replay it.
3: Yeah, it's not yeah. overdone. I what feel like they want. That? I feel like that that kind of trivializes that sort of thing. Trivializes like the actual weight of making the decision. Mm-hmm. And, and there's linearity. And it just lets you kind of. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. No, no. No. Sorry.
0: No, you're absolutely right. I think it probably, it probably does. And there's linearity issues because. One of the things I was just doing as I was playing this game was trying to understand the flow of it because you do something and then it like the order with which you take the captain's orders versus eat versus yeah, like these things matter. Yeah. And so it's like you can't quite distill it in that way I'm talking. But yeah, like, yeah, it just it's kind of a lot to go back so that's what so if you imagine my case realizing that i need to go back multiple weeks i'm like fuck me yeah like i
2: which i never had to do that but i think would have really bothered me like i only went back one week to try one different way of doing things but i had that same thought as i was playing where i was like oh if i had done you know if i had i think like if you had mismanaged resources mm-hmm. or if you were like deep into the, if you wanted the resources you needed
0: you out of week one
2: yeah or if you got winter is 12 weeks long if you got 10 weeks into winter we're like Mm -hmm. fuck i'm not gonna make it or like for one to go back that's 10 weeks worth of decisions conversations sending people out for resort. like that's 10 weeks worth of that that you need to go redo and it has just it doesn't hold lust a lot of luster for me to have to go back and do that even though i think it should
0: like exacerbate this problem further all the way to its co- like extreme and you can sort of see it even more intensely although i think you're doing a good job with that explanation if you were actually trying to execute what i thought you were supposed to do for this game which was start a new game
4: mm-hmm.
0: starting a new game of this game is like i need like last of us two levels of like distance from this game to want to start it over again mm-hmm. <laughs> do you know what i'm mm-hmm. saying like i it's like i not quite obviously but like and is that game coming around? I don't know. Maybe.
2: I thought about it the other day for the I first understand. time, and I was like, I'm almost ready to play it again. I understand? <laughs> and then I was like, Have you lost your mind, you should not be ready to play that again. But
0: oh, man. It's going to be so nice to play that game. You know, we do our best to isolate ourselves from the, and I'm, this is not spoilers, but just isolate ourselves from, it's it's a tasteful combination of combining ourselves with the gaming sphere, but mm-hmm. also isolating ourselves so we can have our own experiences. It's a really interesting mm-hmm. tight walk that we try to walk, and I recommend everybody walk that um to protect your own experiences but it was unavoidable the screeching around that game and i'm very excited to someday when i'm ready to play it without the screeching well,
2: i'm more excited to play it not at the beginning of a global pandemic
0: you know that didn't bother me true really? that didn't really bother me, no
2: <laughs> no I thought that was the real backdrop, because, like, the anxiety of the world was so high. And then you're just like, and devastation.
3: And post. Yeah, like... They- the backdrop devastation was, was from the virus. that they made his shoulders soft. His is They made him look weak Who? and soft. What?
2: Oh. That was the real scandal of the game. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah.
3: That was the real scandal. Oh, yeah. Look at his shoulders. But, like, yeah. you know... Anyway, anyways. Yeah. Um,
0: like... A lot of the things that make this game cool and unique in this genre, for me an outsider, mm-hmm. are the things that like get in the way of what I thought I was doing. So in other words, like the the beginning to this game is cool. Super. I thought mm-hmm. like the intrigue and mm-hmm. like the decisions and the talking and like the setup. It's like, dude, there's like a real narrative here to like care about. This is cool. Um, but fuck me, I'm not playing that again. <laughs> like. <laughs> that's just the truth like i just don't think i have that many clicks left in this hand bro like i need to use this to kill people online do you understand like there's only so much left um and i think to work a little and i guess (laughs) i don't know
2: (laughs) i do want to say in defense of this game like this game is cool the whole way through that's awesome it's really i mean what they've done here and what we talked about last week with like just the way they've woven a narrative into this, and it's a cool narrative. Like, is it the greatest story game I have ever played? No. But this is a cool... It's a cool narrative. It adds a real story and really adds characters that you kind of get to know and care about into a survival management game. I think that's really cool. I think these... I mean, this developer should take another crack at this, for sure. Um, But I did... This this is not Pyre in the way it deals with text based story. It's not quite that good. It was just something about all the clicking that really got to me. Is
1: it something to? I'm wondering, and I don't know if you have an answer to that. Like, would that have something to do with the fact that like Pyre would have like quote unquote intermissions of playing like the basketball game mm-hmm. in between text based because there's really like this this game kind of runs in phases where you have your like request phase, delegate phase, after dinner mm-hmm. phase, and then like rationing phase. But they're they're all kind of that same again, yeah, it's like that same motion of just clicking yeah. and mm-hmm. panning and zooming. And I wonder what made Pyre so engaging was the fact that it would tell these beautiful storylines with all of your companions and then just kind of interject it now and again with like, all right, now you're going to play against these snake people <laughs> in mm-hmm. basketball and you're going to listen to some cool music while you, th- <laughs> while you, you know, strategically like move about the court or whatever. Mm. Um Like, I do wonder if there's maybe some element of that to it.
0: There's definitely some element of that to it. There's a lot of things, and it's really, like, stretching my, like, visual memory of, like, what exactly is it? Like, because there's probably so many things that Pyre did. I would say, for one, for me personally, and I don't know, I think you guys might do better than me at this, but Pyre had a less-is-more philosophy from characters, like num number wise, mm-hmm. and like I, I think they like made them deeper and like larger. And like interplay a bit more. Like, and so I think I wonder if like that's aspect of it too. And like, I don't know. There's a lot.
2: I do think you had, yeah. I one of the things that got me about this game kind of like towards the middle. Was that almost every day. You need to check on. I mean, every day you need to check on every character twice, probably. Like you gotta check in the morning. You gotta like go see if everyone if anyone needs to talk, or like go look for exclamation points, listen to nine conversations, and in the evening you need to go do a round and talk to every character. Mm-hmm. Um, and if I remember right, Pyre didn't have like you didn't have to talk to everybody every time. Because in
3: I don't even know if you had to talk to anybody anytime in part. Like, there were some required conversations, but all of it was opt in, right?
1: Right. I think you would, like, walk into the cart and there would be, like, one of the eight characters that would sit there. I was going to say one.
0: Yeah, Yeah,
2: that sounds right. Also, can
0: I just ask a really quick question? Like, I found the doing the rounds portion, which sounds really cool as a sentence, to be, like, not good
2: like at the end of the night when you need to go like check on everyone there's usually a dialogue option you can choose that will either lose or win favor with them
0: um sort of i d-
2: Or do you mean do you mean more like
1: cuz i was i i wonder if you're about to say the same thing like i found the act of that's panning and zooming to be very commercial. i, I, yeah, I would agree
2: with yes, that. like
0: that's what i'm talking about and i adjust it as too
1: like after every conversation it would automatically zoom me out to the furthest thing and i swear it took like 30 yeah. hours yeah.
0: to
2: zoom i agree the and there's in. a setting
0: for this in the menu <laughs> that i turned up all the way and it was still like disgusting i'm like what are we talking it about? does
2: like, help but it's not good i'm like enough. are
0: we talking about like an apple trackpad like what am i supposed to be using for this i even used a controller for that matter
2: actually i wonder apple you can play it on mac do you think there's a chance it's designed for an apple trackpad
0: I do think so. I, I don't think so. <laughs> no, so, so I tried mouse. I tried keyboard. No, that's stupid. I tried mouse and keyboard, and I tried controller. And uh, they both were, I would consider to be deeply flawed, in that like, controller was really nice to zip around because you could like hit left or right and it would jump you to like the next thing so you could like kind of rub your hands over things but just simply by moving around in that way and you wouldn't have to pan but the zoom that it would like default to would never be like enough to see the whole screen so you'd always be like anxiously be like zooming out a little bit to like make sure and then when the ship is still there at least just the going in and out of the ship and and Mm -hmm. like just understanding the icons and even just the ui of like yeah. It sounds dumb but like this is the one i'm gonna select at least on controller because on mouse you just click okay fine but on controller like this is the one i'm gonna select i was literally lost 70 percent of the time looking at the icons to try to understand what the fuck yeah. was this like okay yellow means like do something about it but this one means i'm selecting it but this one doesn't and so so like it was a trade-off clear trade-off between controller and keyboard so it was like both we're odd.
2: I do think, too, my impression as I played it is I think this game was designed to be played in the camp mode and not so much the ship mode. Sure. Because you spend more time in the camp mode,
3: mm-hmm.
2: but the, it is a little cumbersome to get around the ship while you're still on it. And then the camp mode is better, but then I agree, like, the panning and the zooming is not good and the camp is too big. You can't ever see it in one screen. It's so like you're forced to do that yeah not perfect playable but not perfect
0: i i think this game from a ui perspective has really high highs like surprisingly high highs that are like creative and wonderful like again the weak transition we talked about is like really nice Mm -hmm. i thought and then it has like really low lows of like you just look at the ui and you're like this looks like trash and i'm lost like do you guys get that like just like with these flashes of like wait (laughs) these look terrible these icons look horrible and then you're like but the art style is amazing and it's like this clash between them of like okay i can figure this out but like i just definitely felt that
2: i i think it's a little buggy um in particular when you're assigning people to a task or even trying to put things into a task um if you try i'm not totally sure what does it still i tried to figure out like ways to get around it but sometimes you'll add a person and then you go to click on the next person and they won't add. Like, they'll... But they will... They'll, they'll be invisibly added and it'll go to the third thing and then you'll try and add a third person and it won't be able to. Hmm. And then sometimes you can get the third hmm. person in but then there's no second person. It like There's some, like, issues in there. Um. So there would be... There were a couple times that really really tilted me where I would like try to assign people to a hunting party and I would click four people and it would pop up being like blanks been added and it's like you know like like you know plus one crab seal plus one you know it would do the thing and then you would hit go like the full button and it would be only one person went on that hunt because it glitched out mm-hmm. and then you've completely wasted four dogs and you have to go back and start the restart the week yeah that that one- <laughs> That one I didn't like.
3: That sounds really
2: yeah, I frustrating. Was gonna say, that would be, yeah, because if you go back through, you have to go, back, yeah, through, have to go back through all the dialogue options and re-choose your morning decisions and do whatever decisions you've done until then, and then you go back through and you can do it. um
0: What I I totally agree with that, but I just like what I found really weird about this is like they have these bugs and they're fine for the most part, but then they're there and it's just like we've all encountered little different bugs too, mm-hmm. which is kind of interesting. So I don't know how that's breaking down. But what's really weird is that they deployed the skin shop like, and didn't fix these bugs. And I just keep okay, dying every time I, I leave the shit. I thought for a second. So like... <laughs> there's fucking skins in this game. Because I don't know. There's just a nude <laughs> mod or something. <laughs> Sorry.
1: Mm. Yeah, I, I did the, the beachfront <laughs> skins for all of my crew
0: members. And they get extra <laughs> freezing because <with> they're <laughs> all fucking all cool. shit. But you get morale.
1: You get a God. bonus to morale, though. First 20 bucks I ever spent yeah, exactly. in my life. <laughs>
0: oh, my God. Straight fire. <laughs>
1: Yeah, mor- it's a morale bonus because everyone's just having Yeah, salad blanket
0: because they're all in bikinis. Jeez. Everyone's in bikinis. So-
3: that is, I'm just thinking about really cold bodies. But and, then if one person gets chlamydia or something, it's just all of a sudden
0: everybody gets it. <laughs> and then, like, fucking the Templeton's up. sitting there, and he's just like, I told you, you shouldn't have let them, like, you know, be married together. Like, yeah. you need to fucking, like, get <laughs> and this And the shit doctor together. is just
4: hella he's nervous. They're
1: in, like, one of those, like, t- 1920s, like, striped bathing suit, <laughs> like...
2: I don't know yep. how to describe it, just those old timey like Yeah, just straight scenes. out of chitty chitty bang bang, the red and white striped ones.
0: Yeah. So basically, yes. yes. Um I will say, um I keep being reminded of this repeatedly as I stare at this chill beats to freeze to. Um I really like the art style of this game. Yeah. Like I really like the art style of this mm-hmm. game. I agree. Like it's a cut above the game, in my opinion.
2: I I think I don't know if it's cut I mean the soundtrack, the art style. huh a lot of the things in this game really hit
0: huh yeah
1: it's it's kind of like how the game kind of came into conception in the first place because i think i read that like this game is inspired by the sketches of you know 1800s arctic explorers like what people mm. would actually sketch in their journals and you can see that the art style is very reminiscent of that it's a. Uh, and I think that kind of plays into how jarring some of the UI is, mm. but you just have these characters; how you can see every single pencil stroke of their character model. You can see them sketched before you in such a way, and it's really cool looking. Um, so then, when you see like kind of like a quote-unquote high-tech like UI pop up saying "malnourished," like it looks very odd juxtaposed, yeah. like you know, side by side. With one another, but I mean, the art style of the characters is honestly some of the things I find the most charming about it. like I think whoever did the art in this, I think nailed how each of the characters look like Kasha looks like such a like she looks like a very young, naive person, and like grimly looks like he's tired of your shit <laughs> all the time, and frankly he has the lowest loyalty, so it makes mm-hmm. sense um you know templeton does look like you know the crap you know crotchety old man who like is gonna kind of be like a suck up in some ways but also like only likes talking about plants
4: mm-hmm.
1: the whole yeah. time
0: um dude i can i just like can i just make a weird so- point here about this like you're saying this this makes so much sense to me but like actually i found that really refreshing about this game where like the characters look like they are like
2: mm-hmm. they look like you would
0: yeah. imagine as in, it wasn't like they just made a bunch of characters and you had to like, and each one of them is their own absolutely unique being. I mean, they are different and interesting, but like they do make the characters look like they feel. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. I like that. Mm-hmm. Like it, they all the characters fit to me. Like I'm looking at yeah. Templeton here, man. This motherfucker is completely cohesive to me. Like, don't you know I mean, yeah. I, I know that guy and he acts like I expect him to and he looks like I expect him to. And I, I appreciate that.
1: Yeah, I would honestly, I honestly think the only one that maybe is a slight miss to me, only that I don't think he looks young, but the doctor,
2: mm. I never, I don't think he looks as young as the text tells and, me. And like how he
4: acts, acts and shit. I don't,
0: I
2: don't know, I was what just thinking is... he hits. He's like this nervous, skinny, weird little dude who's just like, just flummoxed all the time. I think
1: he needed a different hair color. Yeah, maybe my I can only see that. Because I thought his hair was white. Mm. And
2: with the round glasses, I thought he was Honestly, like. I said, I get anime age. vibes off him. Ask,
0: have you considered anime? Because he <laughs>
2: and he stutters all the time. He's like, oh, like, I don't know, I, I can't stutter. On I can't do any in my voice, but like, he's got like a, he's got a little bit of an, he's got an anime story vibe to me.
0: That is Hmm. quite a juxtaposition. He
2: just needs
1: to do like the one finger pushing up the bridge of the the glasses. In my mind,
2: he does that. And he's super into the photographer chick, but he just doesn't know how to tell her. And like someday he will and it'll be beautiful.
0: They should just release their own fanfic. So because like keep mind, right. They release their beats. They Mm -hmm. release YouTube videos about the development and about other things. They've definitely got like a lots of different avenues of virality. I think they need to release Overwatch style
3: porn. Like let's get it done. And like um like the russian developers that we mentioned earlier uh, atomic oh, heart yeah. where they they just like yeah, posted porn on their twitter and then immediately deleted it <laughs>
0: that's straight fire yeah i was i was just thinking like what they should do is like in the art style of like the photographer's photographs just like
2: mm-hmm. just old-timey mm-hmm. like what do you call it yeah, yeah. Ooh, type Ooh, yeah like yeah. sketched yeah. out yeah.
0: porn keep... yeah
1: to incentivize the player to pan through her photos every week, occasionally there will be weeks where she's just She's got some fun. selfies there, That's like that so she's like gonna
0: good. send to her boyfriend later. Where no, she's, like, no, it's topless. all the doctor. It's all the doctor. Yeah. There's not just like
2: because they share a little tent, you know. Sometimes oh, yeah. he poses for her. Does he? This is my fan fiction. I'll I'll publish it. I'll get it
0: out. I can. Yeah, I could just see like. Oh. Elena, I want you to write this fan fiction because I personally want to know what insane shit you put in here that doesn't fit. <laughs> like, like, <laughs> like just, she like, just wakes like, up a bad dragon that she packed. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like, <laughs> it's like that, and you're like, I'm noticing a lot about like hierarchies or like I don't know, just something. Well, I
2: love to, to, I think that would work because there's the kinds of like they they talk about it and they go oh, like i wish i had had room to pack like a phonograph or like a whatever and she's just the like her one personal item that she fit in her little tiny bag is just a, it's a bad
0: dragon it's it's a bad dragon dildo. <laughs> and then she specifically requires a lot of food because she didn't pack any fucking supplies yeah
2: she brought nothing with her
0: <laughs> oh well, this has been hardly but- a, a child-appropriate episode, I must say. Uh, it,
2: it never is.
0: We're just not really a child-appropriate podcast. Listen, we're nice people, but...
3: That's right, children.
0: Go and tell your parents <laughs> to review us on their They accounts. fucked up. No, I like can you know. review
2: on iTunes. <laughs> yeah.
0: I know. So, dude, it turns out that, like... Hi, Mama yes. <laughs> How you doing? Uh, I'm not wondering oh my what a bad God. dragon dildo is. Um, don't Google listen, it. Listen, you have the power to figure that out, but what you don't have the power to do <laughs> is judge us afterwards okay <laughs> that's uh-huh. listen
2: like it's a cultural touchstone for our generation that's
0: this true this is gonna be a
1: great Thanksgiving conversation yeah. I can't wait for her to bring this up being like so I listened to your Pale Beyond yeah. Part 2 I'm like oh I don't know what this is about interesting you guys
0: started halfway <laughs> through um, and also <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> interesting <laughs>
3: elena kept mentioning this brand of dildo (laughs) yeah is it is it something i was supposed to deny
2: deny that and be like don't you put this on me and then i was like no but it was me though (laughs) yeah you have to sometimes take responsibility
0: (laughs) um yeah i mean you know uh yeah that is not a topic exactly for this podcast it's one that we can flirt with but yeah there's a lot of funny things to discover about that um but okay
2: Hmm. are we ready to read this i think we can i picked it so i'll go go last this is my game
0: okay i guess i'll go first because i'll be short (laughs) um what's funny about that
2: oh because you hate this game keep going
0: i don't hate (laughs) this game um But as I said, I did fail to interface with this game. I think I approached it incorrectly. I think I righted the ship too late. And I think I bounced off this game. And I think the best part of playing this game was when I accepted that I had bounced off of it and didn't ask myself to play anymore, to be honest. Mm -hmm. Um, I think it is a cool game. It reminds me of one that I would potentially really enjoy if I was i was like a kid maybe like it reminds me of a choose your own adventure book that i would have enjoyed as a kid yes and i think it has way more value in like that sphere and i'm not saying you have to be a kid that's not what i mean to say it's just like the type of person that can really get into like the narrative side of this i think is like Mm -hmm. in for like a cool thing that's what it seems to me um and and so okay fair enough uh wasn't me this week but I also so like that's those are like my caveats right of like you can understand you guys have heard well enough my my perspective and my failings of it I would say though that like my reviewer eye to this with those caveats in mind feels confident to say one thumb in that I don't really think from my perspective it's that good of a game but I don't think it's that bad of a game either. And in that space, the right person with the right mindset could derive a lot more value. Um, But, like, the art style is cool. The UI clashes with it and looks bad. And I think the second you look at that, you realize the game is filled with moments like that. Like, the navigating the systems and trying to manage everything is kind of awkward. Moving around is kind of awkward. But then the characters are cool but then some of the decisions feel wonky, but then some of the decisions actually feel cool and have like meaningful impacts. um. And, and then just reminding really like far back, like just into some of the concepts, like the fact that this is like a survival game that goes places, literally like from the ship to the ice, to the exploring more to moving your base. And these are cool things. um. Yeah. That's what I'd say. One thumb for me. Um, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So then I think it's gonna be Zoe and then Elena because well, James didn't play it. You can rate it if you want. I didn't play it. Uh, yeah, yeah it seems a little seems a little unfair, <laughs> but you know what, James? You should play this game for fourteen hundred hours, like those people who did for Starfield, and then you should rate it. Oh sh. Yes. <laughs> then you will have a right to rate it. That's what I say. That's true.
4: <laughs> Seven out of ten
0: i'm pretty sure after playing this dungeon for the 15th time that i think they reuse assets like
1: <laughs> oh it is still happening to this day people are like man i played 260 hours and i just i think they reused a lot
2: of stuff like yeah we figured <laughs> okay. that out at hour seven so
0: <laughs> right. it's just funny because like theoretically sorry, okay. sorry theoretically like we worked <laughs> really ahead. hard on the design of this podcast. And we, we grapple with this every day in every new structure that we, that we, that we do for the game, every game we choose, every set of games we choose, every whatever to try to understand how can we do these games justice? And a lot of times in our history, that has mean like complete them 100%. I mean, not 100%. Well, maybe for some. Um, and it's like, it's a really interesting question because we all know, like, if you don't give a game a fair shake, And then you just write it off. That's just a bad feel for someone who loves that game. It's such a bad feel for honestly yourself. Like you just, I feel like I failed Um, if that sort of things happens. And so I really respect the like desire to do a good job surveying the thing. And I remember we had lots of discussions at the beginning of the podcast about like we could just play, you know, an hour and figure it out. I remember that was a lot of Adam's perspective because he can figure out his opinion much faster um whereas we were discussing the fastness to your opinion to like the value of the seeing it to the end and you know it's like we haven't seen this game to the end necessarily and you know etc 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 and that's like the nuance of the discussion and i and we've all had that discussion for years and then these motherfuckers are like i played a thousand out like what the f-? <laughs> like it's just it's like nowhere near <laughs> any
3: number that i thought was reasonable at all like never in and they still came to like it it, like took them that long to come to like (laughs) the same shit that we figured out yeah yeah (laughs) dude you guys i'm
0: so proud of us for recognizing that starfield sucks really early Mm -hmm. because Mm -hmm. i just saw a fucking video titled like two weeks ago that was like starfield reviews are starting to turn like like in that like the steam reviews are starting to turn and some of like the critics that are still left to like rate are like willing to come out and maybe say something. And I'm just like, I love that our platform's small enough and that we're honest <laughs> enough as individuals that we don't have to fucking play this game of like, yeah, not offending. people. I don't give a fuck. Like, come on. Like we wanted to love the game. Is that not enough for us to say that it sucked? Anyways. So I just say all that yeah. because, um, <laughs>
2: Cause you gotta trash field every week. It's the rules now.
0: It is the rules. And you we're two
2: hours in. We hadn't done it yet.
0: It's it just it's just the post where they played a thousand hours. Really, really gets me down. It really gets me down. Cause it's like, bro, like I am trying my absolute hardest to walk that same respect, like tight walk. But like your gatekeeping is like ridiculous. Like in the wrong way. Like, like, like I think I would have. In other words, I don't think I could survive as a human being if I played a thousand hours more of Starfield and then decided I didn't like it. Like, I think I'd be dead. It'd be too far. So, anyways. Sorry. Sorry, unrelated to that. Whatever the fuck you were going to say.
3: Sorry. They're the same people that decide who they're going to, like, vote for for president, like, the week of, you know?
0: <laughs> well, they wait for the, the early polls to come in. They're like, I think this guy's winning, so I want to be on the winning team.
3: No, they they wait until the the debate, you know? Mm Mm-hmm. Dude, my The Last Debate.
0: My favorite was let's not talk politics. My least favorite was (laughs) politics. Okay. Um Go on. Go on.
1: Pale Beyond, my (laughs) review. By Zenny Beckett. (laughs) Um No, this this game is uh I found it was a hard game for me to rate and i only say that because it is a game that for whatever reason it's very hard for me to pull up and get started playing but then once i get into it i enjoy my time playing it um but it's just that hurdle of like pressing the play button and getting it launched or like thinking about launching it again and I I don't know why that is. I think there's maybe multiple factors. Uh, for one, this game is definitely a game about making the hard decisions. And also, sometimes no matter what you do, things will just end up poorly. And that is just a very uh, like nerve-wracking experience for me, I think. I think... When it comes down to these games, I, I think I'm still stuck in this mindset where I feel like I need to try and make the right decision all the mm-hmm. time. And like I said, if I didn't have Brandon kind of, um, you know, playing or like watching me play this game and like it, me, like pressing the escape button to reload a save and him being like, nope, we're going to live with this. And I'm like, fuck. Okay, fine. Like, I honestly think I probably would have like restarted this game multiple times Um, and so it is maybe because I'm playing in the style of, like, living with my decisions, it makes it a very anxious kind of way to play, um, but I think also there is something to be said about the fact that the replayability, like, even just restarting a week can just Mm -hmm. get so cumbersome, so then you're also kind of anxious to make a wrong decision just because you're thinking back to all of the decisions you made prior to that and you're like can I remember to do all that stuff? Can I remember to feed the hoosh pot twice and maybe instead of three times? I don't know like there's just a lot to take into account and so it just made it an enjoyable yet very slow process. Um, that being said I really like the story that this game has and in a way I do like this idea of there is still some way that i like of being able to figure out is today a half ration day or is today a half field day or how how far ahead i think we talked last week it's just like how how far ahead of the curve am i and at this point of playing like i still think i'm comfortably ahead of the curve but it's definitely start starting to slowly unravel a bit and i think brandon and i are going to keep playing this i think but I definitely like playing in this sort of like every night we're going to play just like one week. We're going to make one week's worth of choices this tonight. And it's going to make for a very slow playthrough of this game. We'll be done <laughs> next year. We'll tell you about it then. <laughs> um, but, um, but I mean, that's honestly all I can really handle usually, like with the stress that this game kind of brings. And I think that's why it contributes to me like not wanting to launch it maybe where how Brandon who doesn't often play video games is practically like begging me to play video games just so we can play more Pale Beyond and I'm just like oh, uh, well, you know, TFT seems a lot better right now. Like, I think I'll want to do that instead. Yeah, um, let's go. <laughs>
4: <laughs>
1: so, I mean, I guess it's it's just very it's very interesting because, cause like I said, like, as soon as we launch it and we get into it, I enjoy playing it. Um, And so maybe, uh, like, what this ultimately concludes to is I I think I'll give it a one thumb and I'm comfortable with giving it a one thumb um but it's just a very bizarre feeling I have with it where it's just like the, I get I have so much resistance to like at least getting the game started but then once I'm in it I like it and then I wonder why did I you know why did I resist this so badly um I don't know it's just very interesting I don't really encounter a lot of games like this and whether or not that's a good or bad thing, I don't know. But I think ultimately it just leads to one thumb. That is where I will leave it. Nice. Elena's take us home. As resident survival... Enthusiast. Expert, um,
4: Elena, the still standing. Yeah. <laughs> um,
2: it's interesting because I'm going to give this game the same rating as everybody else. Because I, I, I think this is a one thumb game. Um, that's what it is very much feels like to me, like that's where it fits in our history of ratings, but I'm going to give it that for really different reasons, um, because I, I like the anxiety of playing these games, I don't, I guess that's one way to, to say it, um, that part of it I really like, I really think that this game is doing some interesting and really different things with survival that I think are super cool. Um the story of it, like the way that it's woven a narrative through it is really lovely. Um and an interesting way to do a survival game and the way that it makes survival a lot more or survival management, I guess, a lot more personal. Um I think is really cool because it's a small, I mean, I know we talked about how many characters there are, but it's a relatively small group of people that you're trying to get through this catastrophe. And it means that you get to know a lot of characters and make decisions that aren't necessary. I mean, they're about the whole group, but you aren't making it for like a faction or for, um, you know, you aren't trying to get in good with a group of people. You're trying to make sure that Cordell, the Houndmaster likes you and you can get to a point where you know what she likes and you know what she doesn't like and you can sort of play on that or you're trying to keep the doctor from having what appears to be just a nervous breakdown at all times and, like, you can understand what dialogue options are going to make him happy and loyal to you. Um, So I really liked that piece of it. And I really liked the narrative piece of it. I like the setting. I mean, the art is awesome. The soundtrack is really fabulous. And... It does, uh, so I finished this game, it does ratchet up in difficulty somewhat. I don't know, I don't know how to compare it to something like Frostpunk. Um, I played this game on normal, I would imagine I played Frostpunk on normal, I still think Frostpunk was harder. I'm not, it's not necessarily about difficulty, but like this game does challenging you survival wise if you're looking for a survival game with like some teeth to it this game gets there in most ways but um i didn't find it crazy difficult like i have some other games um but i think overall it's just it's it strikes me as just being an imperfect game and like that's okay i don't know this strikes me i think this might be their first game as a studio it's kind of almost a classic indie like some parts of it are really good the art is really good the music is really good some parts of it are a little bit of a miss the way that you have to click through dialogue options that's miss um for me the save system is both a really cool idea but executed is not perfect it's maybe a nice way to say it um so there's just like there's gaps and imperfections in this game and that's okay I think if you like survival games if you like survival management games if you like you know if any part of this sounds appealing to you this is a good game this is not a great game and I think for people who are into this genre this game will offer enough to keep you interested and like get you a playthrough. Like You'll play the game, you'll be interested in it, you'll like it, you'll probably have some of the same complaints as we did, and you'll probably have some of the same highlights as we did. Um, if you don't find any aspect of survival games enticing, you're not going to like this. If you struggle with like text-based games, this is probably not the game for you, because it's really heavily text-based. So I think it's not for everybody, and it's not perfect. Um, I enjoyed it. I like a lot of what it's doing. I'd be curious to see what they do next. But it's, yeah, it's a, one, it's a one thumb. It's the kind of game that I would, like, buy for myself and play by myself for a while and be totally happy with that experience. Yeah. It's not a game that I would, like, tell everyone they need to play, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, and yeah, that's like, that's what it was on my wishlist for. I've been sitting there forever as like a game I was interested in. One of those games, like I keep a wishlist of things that I would play just on my own. And every now and then I buy one. I bought that beaver game where you build as beavers. That thing's fucking, that, that game is kind of similar. Like I think I typically buy one fun games for myself. Like maybe that's a bad thing. No. But I think when you like a genre, you're willing to take a one thumb as opposed to a yeah. two, you know, like the greatest, a two thumb or a gold star. And so for me, this was a good game and I enjoyed it. And that's that's where it sits.
3: I have a question to bring it back to our uh, intro, mm-hmm. as it were. Does this game secure funding for their next game? Yeah.
2: I think so. I think this. And it,
3: it, does it make you excited to try their next game and see what what they do with this model and improve?
2: I think so. I think that this game is different enough from other survival games. Like it brings some new things to the table in a way that I think would have it secure funding.
3: Interesting. It sounds like it also kind of brings some old things to the table, Mm -hmm. like old, old fashioned game mechanics, like that I think of as being from the like adventure point and click adventure era where like you can fuck yourself over and like not really know for hours.
2: Yeah. Mm hmm. And that's true in Which survival games, too, where all of a sudden it hits a point yeah. where you like realize you've tipped already over the edge and you can't bring right. it back.
3: Hmm. Right, that's true, yeah. But I,
2: I definitely think that this game... I mean, if I was securing, if I was giving out game funding, I would let these guys make another game. Because I think with a second try and with some feedback... And I'm curious because I know that it has... Good reviews on Steam, but not great reviews on Steam. I'm curious what the reviews... That sounds like a one-thumb. Yeah, thumb. I mean, it is. I think it's yeah. all right as a one-thumb. I'm I curious like what un- the reviews say. I a one-thumb, to be honest. Because um, I think with feedback and with some thought, I think that they could make something really cool with the kind of like basic premises that they have here. Mm. But it needs some refining.
0: Yeah, like, yeah. so, you know... You... I I does it secure funding? I hope so. I think it's got it's broken enough into the mainstream to hopefully have landed. Mm-hmm. If this guy doesn't start a YouTube career, um talking into the camera with a Sure SM7B, um but <laughs> the things we notice. Things we notice. Exactly. I'm like, "Yo, what kind of chain you got there, dog?" Um but uh This is just one of those examples of, like, I remember this feeling that I feel with this game and this developer. I remember this feeling. It's like I've forgotten it for so long in this, like, embarrassment of riches period in video games that we've existed in. But it's like, Mm. these guys, I hope, can get another chance, and I hope they can improve on this, and I hope they can do better next time. And it's like, this shows promise, and there are strengths. Mm -hmm. And so, I hope they can go again like it's perfect they need more iteration and more okay. reps it's just you know that's my like normal perspective how many
3: chances yeah how many chances do you get these days
0: that's it's that and and beats because the bar has been raised because another motherfucker that comes out with their first game is like outer wilds you know what i mean yeah and so it's like it's not the same thing right there's annapurna's other things but i'm just saying that like um We've seen a bunch of smash hits like Oprah like fucking. I mean, that's not their first game, but like, we've seen a bunch of smash hits, let's put it that way. Mm-hmm. And I think looking at this, it's like, this is not a smash hit, but it shows promise, and I would be happy for them to make more. Yeah. I personally, I would not be happy for this to be their final formula. Like, as in, if yeah. they make an exactly the same game, no tweaks, like, for example, it's like a Sherlock Holmes, another one
3: sort of situation Mm -hmm. um if they become like uh that game studio that oh my god i'm terrible at yeah yeah you nailed it
2: i was thinking ubisoft
3: (laughs) dude we are we are in sync somehow (laughs)
0: yeah um i feel you dog um like like telltale's foundation was better than this for me but, yeah. But like, if they take this foundation and build off of it, iterate, understand their mistakes, have some new innovations, then it's, like, a cool place to go. Yeah. So, like, I hope they do that. If this is their formula, mm. then... me, I'm out, probably?
2: But you might be out anyways with this genre. I don't know, I'm curious. I think, mm. I, I think Frostpunk might be in our future, but... Because... Frostpunk is kind of the undeniable king I think of these types of games. Mm. But it's also so different from this. Mm-hmm. Um Yeah.
0: I I it kind of these kinds of games remind me of when I briefly played I think they call them 4X games. Yeah.
2: I don't know what that means.
0: It's it's uh explore, expand, or <laughs> extreme xxx media no it's like but it's like it's it, the idea is it's like civ oh mhm it's like these big so I, I i got really into civ type games yeah yeah like the sort of giant strategy yeah grand strategy yeah. probably is a way to refer to it um and and like there was a game called Endless Space i think it was Endless Space 2 specifically that i got really into for a while cuz it was like i was looking for a grand strategy game in space mhm I was looking for because it's like you look for a grand strategy game and you realize that they're set in all sorts of different time periods and the people will say to you this one in the medieval times is way better than this one over here in space and i'm like that might be true but i want the one in space like i want to make space decisions you realize that while this game might be better or worse i want the narrative aspect to like fit Mm -hmm. i think it's really cool to have like colonies and discover new planets and have like ship battles and stuff like that um and that was like a decision making game it wasn't as doom focused as these genre is yeah. the genre is like fight off impending doom that one was like make a name for yourself in the game yeah. galaxy or something like that it's a different like feel overall to it and maybe that's some of the reason why so we can't launch it is because that impending doom feels like it's coming
2: it's coming <laughs> winter right. is coming
0: yes winter is coming
2: like i said i
1: i'm quitting the game as soon as i have no choice but to eat the dog I, I will say i did not eat choice. the dogs
0: okay <laughs> nice. sounds like i don't have to Yeah, if you play it perfect but um <laughs> but yes yeah, so i don't know it's just like i can i can see yeah i think like my decision making sort of game type thing is maybe not quite exactly in this i'm curious to try Frostpunk.
2: i would I, I just that reminded me of a point i wanted to make about this game which is maybe just a personal point but i think with these types of ga- i mean i also have been an, in times of my life really into grand strategy games which i do think is what they're called i think sure. um but Sounds like save nice. yeah. type yeah to a degree where i had to quit i mean before you can remember. probably remember a point where i'd be up until 2 a.m and you and keenan would come out in the morning being like are you okay and i'm like one more day um
0: yeah and then keenan was like this is absolutely <laughs> unreasonable that you would do this because i would I like also to play like the witcher right the now computer. on that same yeah. computer
2: <laughs> um all <so> night
0: <laughs> what i'm trying to say
3: is that
2: there have been i um have the tendency to sometimes with these types of games get hooked and it happened to me with Frostpunk. It happened to me with, um, Civ. Civ. It has ha- It's happened to me with several types of these games. Even like the Beaver Building game, which I can't remember the name of it, and I wish I did because it's a cool indie developer. I think it's still an uh, like an alpha or a beta. But like I played that game for like, all, like. Timberborn. Ti- thank you, Timberborn. Wow. Timberborn is a cool game, you guys. That is a good well, game. Okay. Um. If you're into that kind of thing, if you don't want like that kind of thing, you're not going to like it. It's very much a beaver city builder sim, but like survival version. It's cool. But the point is, like, I would play those games for long periods of time and have to, like, rip myself away from them. Like, with Timberborn, you probably don't remember when I played it because I'd become more responsible by this point, McCoy. but like, mm. I'd have to be like,
0: Oh, I remember. That
2: noise that I make when I come out, I'm like, <gasps> okay, I have to go make dinner. Like, that. Level, and this game did not do that to me at all. I think it might be because it'd be it's so text based, it doesn't quite have. You're but not
0: game playing enough. Like you're not like vibing with the, the sort of like. Yeah, I never mecha- sat so
2: there and was like, just one more day. Like I, I didn't have that feel with this
0: game. Mm-hmm. Well, like Civ is like one thing that's really worth understanding about Civ is like those types of games. It's like, it just takes for fucking ever. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like y- yeah. your idea of like, I'm going to do this when I get the resources to yeah, do that that's... is like 20 hours.
2: <laughs> and it's training real time hours. <laughs> yeah,
0: that's what I mean. So it's like, you're like really cranking the gears to like get to the point where you can like execute the strategy. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's where like the like all night shit comes on because you're like, well, I just need to like basically set my base up like this and it will be a really nice stopping point. But that stopping point is like three hours of mm-hmm. cranking and so then you just like start cranking and faster. with frost
2: punk i would get that because i go oh, i'm just gonna go until um, i die but mm-hmm. that takes longer than you think it does in that game because that end is slow and horrifying you know you just you grind it out until you don't come back
0: you know there's a really interesting I guess, last thing guys because like you fuck we should go to it's fucking it's a I totally know. different day like shit is we're wild. just so happy to, bed, to be together yeah, again yeah yeah true yeah. yeah there's a so the, the last thing i'll say is just there's a really interesting philosophy that has um a little bit been lost in sort of the universe and in games from esports and it's from starcraft which i think i tricked myself into playing back in the day because i thought i like strategy games which is like what we're talking about now which is nothing to do with starcraft i mean yes there's strategy no, in starcraft like, but there's you like
2: dominance
0: well one v one, dominant specifically um. yeah
2: that's what i mean you like being better than someone
0: <laughs> well i that's why i stayed sure but um but like what i mean is uh when two people are fighting in starcraft the actual way that the game declares a victor is when all of the buildings are destroyed this is a fact that i really hope i don't get wrong because that would be hilarious mm-hmm. but, but like um but like <laughs> this doesn't actually ever happen because what happens is the human being recognizing that they've fallen behind the curve, yeah. that they've fallen so far in their frostbunk world that it's just going to be a slow and painful death, they call GG, good game. And it means I lose. In a respectful fashion, I know that if we play this out, I have lost. And it doesn't even mean you're giving up too early, which right is the riot philosophy, right? You can't surrender. You can't do this. Like, in fact, pro teams back in the day in league of legends you used to just say hey um it's a best of three uh we fucked this one up mm-hmm. and like we're just we don't need you to destroy our nexus like we just quit and they were like no you will not do this you will sit and suffer and the reason why teams would want to quit is because it saves your mindset you accept that you've lost but you don't sit in the loss you move forward to the next fight um and this is actually like a really powerful thing and so it's like it's it's interesting because like a slow death game like Frostpunk, like you may want to call gg <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah and that you is know? the right way to play it but yeah mm-hmm.
0: so i've been thinking about that a lot lately because it's like especially with these team games bro you're like hey let's surrender it's over and then someone guy just shouts never surrender and then you just look at him <laughs> like yeah. do you have a follow-up point or is that just like your favorite <laughs> sentence and they're like and then sometimes they'll literally say it in a different tone they'll start with like never surrender and they'll go like
3: any follow-up Points and they'll go, haha, ha, okay, but this time though. Yeah, yeah. And
0: they'll, then they'll just go, never <laughs> surrender. Like like under their voice, like a little like downtrodden, like as if like they know they don't fuck they're talking about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Dude, one time guys, I convinced a group of people that they weren't having fun and we surrendered right there. And it was like one of my most joyous Valorant experiences. <laughs> Cause it was a bunch of young kids who hated each other. <laughs> and I was like, Hey, hey, are we having fun anymore? And they're like, No. And I'm like, Do you think we're gonna win? no so we're gonna lose and not have fun for the next 20 minutes and they were like yeah oh shit
4: mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> and they all looked at that they were like you're fucking right dude and i'm like you save your mental now and you win the next game trust me and they were like fuck dude so he surrendered it was beautiful joyous and i think it's time for us to surrender this podcast
4: <laughs> into the dark the night exactly. <laughs> <Intense> again <laughs> true true <laughs> But all right, let's fucking get out of here. Yeah.